Welcome to Small Talk in a Steel Cage, the only wrestling podcast recorded inside a steel cage! I'm Dumb Dumb Daniels, and I'm here with Dr. Joshua Jericho, and we're going to get right to the action. The doctor is in. First up, chit-chat. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about the segment. What this segment is? This what is, is the it? second episode? I don't even know. So I don't remember. <laughs> so here's where we. What's the gimmick? So the deal, we're in a cage. Okay. I mean, it's pretty basic. We're in a cage. It's like we're in a cage, but we're not really in a cage. And the but first people segment, are like, they listen, like, oh, it's these two guys that they're like in a steel cage, and it's like they make references, and it's kind of I don't know, it's cool. You're gonna break kayfabe on the first. I'm just saying, the second goddamn show. You call me. I'm the Russo of this podcast. So the first segment, Bro. that's you wear that badge. I actually would like to take it off immediately. What we do here is we chit chat about wrestling, but we also talk about we talk about life. We talk about what's going on with us. We talk about how capitalism is suffocating Whoa. the American worker. Yeah, is it? And we, we we talk about it all. I here's what I want to know first. Realize. Here's what I want to know first as we try to get on some kind of track for this podcast. Sure. What's up, man? What's going on with you? Ah, man, uh, it's been a while since we've uh, we've seen Tell each me. other. We, we haven't seen each other in the same place. Articulate to the people on the microphone yeah. who you are through a few pithy lines about like what gotcha. is going on in your life. Two or three things that it's like, eh, yeah. yeah, all right, yeah. Relatable. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a doctor, yep. for one. That's an excellent development. Uh, also, uh, I'm a, a married man. I watch too much wrestling, uh, and uh, I love it. It's just absolutely amazing. Greatest thing. Sports are great, too. Uh, that's really it. I don't know. That wasn't pithy enough, probably. But Let me tell you about myself. Should have tossed I got a joke an, in there. I got an 11-month-old boy Whew. running around. He's crawling. He's, he, he's climbing trouble. on stuff. That's he's trouble. A, he's about to walk, and it's chaos. But you know what I like doing? What do you like doing? I like just for, you know, just like doing that, obviously. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause for a second. Time out. Okay. Jason. Dum dum, whatever your name is. It's clearly not. Jason. It's clearly not. That would be <laughs> unrealistic. Uh, you're you're throwing away the most important part of the thing about you that that really makes it sells the whole thing. What's your fucking kid's name? Oh, uh, we don't say that because it's oh, a podcast. Okay. Yeah, and that's confidential information. Well, let's just say that it relates to wrestling. Yeah, let's ju- let's just say we named him after Owen Hart. Right. We're just gonna say that. Yeah. 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 It's, his name is actually Rowan. So. <laughs> Let's talk about Rowan. So, um, yeah, I like Let's that. Let's just change I, the I, format. I, I mean, We're just going to talk about Eric speaking Rowan. Speaking of Rowan, hey. Rowan is, ma- is currently managing Daniel Bryan, who this Sunday Whoa. at the Elimination Chamber there will be defending go. his championship against five other men inside a steel structure known as the Elimination Chamber. Ah, now, I know you've got Cage's older brother. I know you got some thoughts about the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Give them to me. Wonderful. Great I, I, I just suddenly uh, turned to Hassan listen, Minaj. We, Give them to me. Let's do it. We love steel cages. What is there not to like about a thing that is essentially a steel cage but with a lot more shit inside? More. Should we be offended Amazing. by it? Should no. we be offended by it? No. We should, no. Uh, they should always the get bigger. Always. Steel cages deserve to evolve along with everything else. I mean, it's what we brought back war games. We have Hell in a Cell. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we had the Asylum match. You right. know, the Ambrose Asylum was that was that was different. If only if if AOC was the book on the booking committee, imagine how far the steel cage could have evolved further. Well, it would be made of biodegradable materials, first of all. I, lo- I love you, AOC, if you're listening. Um, she's not listening. So maybe oh. she that'd be weird. Weird podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
So let's calm down a minute. I know we're really high high energy. She loves the attention. She'd probably come on the podcast. Hey guys. <laughs> Can uh, you just explain what a Green New Deal is? Because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the Green New Deal is what we call a conversation. Yeah. I'm not, I, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Well, it's about the environment. Yeah. Cool. So we're talking about the environment? Uh, just like Daniel Bryan. is wow. all. I'm, that's what I was kind of thinking about. He brings me to these conversations. This is why this character is important. It's good for society that Daniel Bryan is preaching uh, these wonderful virtues uh, of the environment. You know, but it also makes me wonder, is Vince McMahon just making fun? Like, <laughs> climate change. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Speaking of Daniel Bryan, he is currently uh, going to be in an elimination chamber against Jeff Hardy, who once, uh, at one time, um, wrestled uh, Baron Corbin, maybe? I'm sure he did, Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I, I, actually, I can't. I don't re- recollect anyone who's wrestled Baron Corbin. So Baron I, Corbin isn't the opener of this elimination chip. No, not necessarily the opener, but the first match on the the run sheet that I'm looking ahead. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, I'm trying to get a segue. Who's to he the facing? Elimination chamber. Is he facing Braun Strowman? He's facing Braun Strowman in a match uh, that nobody knew was happening, and nobody's convinced, still convinced that it is. Wait a minute. That was. That's not. They haven't even really been feuding all that much since uh, since like the Rumble. Right. It's a no disqualification match. I guess they're making changes, but not really. Folks, we're seeing a live, or we're hearing a live reaction to Josh finding out that Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin is happening in a no disqualification match. The disappointment at the, the Sunday Elimination Chamber. The disappointment on his face. The dis- I wish, I wish I could take a picture and post it to the podcast. You know what it is? Is that we, they've, been, they've been just running this thing for like four months. Four months. Four months. And they just like threw Braun away, like ah, eh, Roman's gone. We also don't need you. And it's like what a strange decision. And Baron Corbin is is just the most boring character that I that I've encountered in WWE in a long time. So for them to keep interacting like that, I don't care that this will just be Braun. will probably just win, or maybe we'll, they'll probably have Baron Corbin win. I I, I don't. We got two months to WrestleMania, right? So I, I just what's the point? Do they just release Baron? <laughs> they should. They should. What's I don't understand why they continue to feature him while at the same time using the the ratings in like the storyline. It, right. it makes no logical okay. sense whatsoever. The so, McMahon's you're to blame for all the low ratings. Now go have a match every week in a segment on our show. Look, come on. Baron Corbin is an effective performer. <sighs> I disagree. I don't think he not, does anything for anyone. I think he does. He has not, no credibility as a wrestler. I think he does, but not in the roles that they no. put him in. Not as no a main event. Not as a main event guy in Raw. Not as a guy I relied on to work over Kurt Angle in the main event of Monday Night Raw. He's not good at the constant backstage segments. But when he was the GM, I mean. Okay, you know I don't want to get into discussion about Baron Corbin. I'm just saying. What is your prediction no, for this I, Sunday? Braun Baron. What's going on? Things are stupid now. Who's going to so win? Baron Corbin. Is it going to be a good match? No. Okay. <laughs> they I added am... the no DQ thing so that they didn't have to have a regular match. So they could do a barricade spot. Yeah, a fucking do barricade you, spot. We're, gonna we're getting a goddamn barricade spot. <laughs> and you just, the, 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 right before the main event, 
Michael Cole is going to go, well, destruction here at ringside, but we're about to witness even more destruction. Here comes the Elimination Chamber. You know, it, it's just all so an easy and match, dumb and An stupid. unexciting match between unexciting wrestlers. Two yeah. guys who have somehow even more been cooled down on the road to WrestleMania. Now, uh, I predict... Braun wins, but just so we can just get past it and move on. The best thing that they can do here, the most entertaining outcome, is for Braun Strowman to just pick him up and power slam him, and that's one, two, three, and then it's like, hey, it's done, and it was actually like a little tongue-in-cheek, like, okay, guys, it's over now. Didn't they just do that at TLC? You thought that they did, didn't you? That's why all of this seems so unnecessary. Why are they fighting anymore? Braun's thing was, you. I don't want you to be the GM, and, like, he's not, and so... Finn what Balor are, what are we doing? defends the Intercontinental no, Bobby, Championship. Wait, who's no? Isn't Bobby Lashley the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that's, raw that's, Monday Night Raw. That's the moment of the podcast, it, right there. Doesn't that tell you where we're at? Is like, Seth Rollins even shit. on this show? <laughs> no. Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, he's hurt. Ooh. Uh, okay, Bobby Lashley. Everyone's hurt. Defends the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> if you're injured, the Intercontinental Championship with Leo Rush also in the match in a handicap match against Finn Balor. Um, another feud that's just kind of happening because these guys are on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm impressed with Vince sticking with Bobby Lashley as long as he has. No, I mean, not that he's doing a bad job. I really don't think he is. No, I dig, I dig the, the ba- I, I dig I, bad guy. I, I think, that, yeah, I think that it's fine. The, everything that they do with him, like the bending over shit and all that, that was dumb. Him wearing like a leather vest it's, is stupid. It's just, but it's, once he gets in the ring, it's really like, okay, this is cool. Like just big dominant, you know, guy. That's cool. That's fun. But Finn Balor, I still find to be the most boring and bland wrestler on planet Earth. The Brock match was cool. It was a good, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good match. I'll give yes, him, I'll give I, him I agree. I've like, seen great Finn Balor matches. I'm just saying I I, I don't prefer anything uh, about him, really, except the demon. Once he's the demon, I'm like, all in. Let's do it. It's but, another, I mean, it's another raw feud. It's another uninspiring, kind of boring feud. I like that. Maybe the, that's Finn Balor playing the long game. I'm going to be boring as me, and then people will be like, ah, oh, the demon. Maybe. Maybe. Possible. Or maybe, or maybe this Sunday, he uh, takes... Takes Leo Rush's finish, one two three, gets up and makes with his hands the AEW, <laughs> and then he's a double or nothing. The elite, and then the, it's gonna the be elite AEW and WWE presents oh, Jesus. all or nothing. That's oh, why Undertaker's there. Oh my We're god, we're getting Undertaker Tanahashi at all. Or nothing. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It probably would. Uh, so I, I like that Leo's in the match because I think through it, Tana. Finn versus Bobby is it's a it's a fine match, but it's it's we've seen it. Before. It's gonna be it's, fine. It's gonna be fine. It's not gonna be bad. It'll be Leo fine. Leo will do some cool Leo. Stuff. Ru- yeah, he'll he'll do some cool flips, and people will be like, "Oh, that's awesome." And, I don't know and, who wins. <clears throat> I don't care. I feel like they could they could switch the belt around the next couple months. I don't know. I don't know what either these guys are doing at WrestleMania. Um, Listen. The yeah. obvious finish is for Finn to beat Rush, right? So I'm going to say that Bobby Lashley wins. Okay. Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. That's happening? Championship. I right? haven't watched 205 Live I in think, a little while. I think that's a kickoff match. Tozawa won a number <laughs> one... putting con- that match on the main card. <laughs> Tozawa won a number one contender match. I think he beat Cedric, <sighs> Umberto Carrido, oh, and Leo Rush in well, a four-way match. Funny how all three of those options would have been better than Akira Tozawa. I'm not a Tozawa fan. I'm not. not I, I am a big Tozawa fan, really? but not a Tiz- not a fan of the Tozawa that has, I guess, developed. He's kind of <sighs> he's kind of <sighs> stagnated. 
as a wrestler, as guys are to do on the main roster. And that's disappointing. But he can still go when given a chance. I my thing. Sorry, go no, my, my I guess I, I've got I've got a a prediction that's a little a little preposterous because it's like too like kind of cool of a thing to happen. But my prediction this Sunday actually is that Tazawa they are putting him in this place. It seems a little rushed. No pun intended. Do you think they're going to do it? In this place. I and think they give Tazawa. Yes, exactly. Sorry, they give I didn't mean the to title. step all over. They, no, but <clears throat> I have one more follow up. They give Tazawa the title. Buddy goes up uh, to the main roster. Well, the the, the, heavy, the, heavy <laughs> the real roster. main yeah. roster. Uh, and Tazawa feuds with an incoming Kushida. Oh. And they do a cool Japanese versus Japanese, like, young guy. Oh, so maybe he's even taken the spot that was reserved for Hideo in maybe. that regard. Could be. Maybe. Never know. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my prediction, I guess. I I, I agree. I, I, I don't love watching Tazawa wrestle, but that sucks because I know he's good. I think... The first three months when he came in, I'm, that was some of the coolest stuff. I'm interested in him as a heel. I'm interested in him just teaming like. up with Apollo mm-hmm. Crews and being in a tag team. Because they're yeah. buddies. That and that yeah. definitely seems like a team that would be like more than the, you know... It'd be fun. Like the sum, uh, the sum is greater than the, the, you know, the individual parts. Of them. <clears throat> you know what I'm trying to say. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Ruby Riot. Eh. <laughs> Ronda Rousey is winning this match, and I'm not entertaining any other outcome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well... The, <laughs> I mean, just the obvious thing is they're building up. Clearly, they, they have a whole story based around what who's facing Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, and Ruby Riot's kind of stuck in the middle. But that's what Ruby Riot is. She is the good hand, and they'll have a fine match. Um, I'd love to see it be a breakout kind of thing for Ruby. I doubt it, but uh, Ruby, I think, is good. She's very she's she's a she's one of those people that. Right, you don't. There, I, I can't point to like many standout performances. I think versus Charlotte last year. Before WrestleMania, where another placeholder match. That, that was, honestly, that might be the only match of hers that I've enjoyed. To y- yeah, because you know. she's always doing bullshit Raw TV matches where she's applying chin locks. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I think Ruby is a classic case of a person who doesn't have a lot of standout matches, but probably the roster loves having her there, and she's really good at her job, at what she does. And yeah. I think her and Ronda will have a, a match that probably is better than what I think I'm picturing. Well, but... Ronda will win. There's an argument, even though I'm picking Ronda Rousey, uh, there's an argument to be made that if Ronda uh, is kind of leaving for a little bit after Mania, um, taking an opportunity for like a month of being like, oh, somebody surprised gets a win, uh, and then you know immediately drops it back, but it's still like, okay, now she, she's a former champion. We can say, now we can kind of insert her into things here and there. Uh, there's an argument to be made there, especially with them trying to look like they're changing things uh, to go like in a weird route like that. But uh, no, ultimately Ronda Rousey's going to win the match. Yeah, what are you talking about? <clears throat> Ruby Riot is not going to. Uh, th- there's no chance. I'm just saying there's an argument that can be made that makes sense to me. There's an argument that can be made for plenty of things, but you're delusional. Yeah. I'm not picking her. Okay. I like, thought I made it very clear. I know. I'm but picking like, Ronda Rousey. Entertaining the option because wrestling. Is endless as far as possibilities go. Speaking also, about, it's endless in general; it just never ends. Speaking about no. possibilities, let's Ooh, talk what about if they the, had like a series finale. You know, that would be great of wrestling. <laughs> no, of like Monday Night Raw, and then oh. we just get a new like they rebrand, like how they used to be. What like primetime wrestling or something on Mondays? Well, you just wait, when, and then they went when, over to Raw when Cody and Kenny beat them. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Wow! And it'll be like a series finale of Raw, and then Cody is gonna stand in front of the Raw thing. And he's going to mm. take it down, and he's going to reveal 
the Jim Crockett Promotions <laughs> banner in a reversal of Black Monday when Vince did the same thing. And he's going to go, we're back. And also the show is only an hour now. And wrestling will stop being popular. <laughs> yeah, because it'll just be a bunch of flippy shit for, for an hour. So, uh, speaking of possibilities, the women's tag team titles. <laughs> it'll just turn it. Sorry. Go the women's tag team. Can you stop interrupting the women's tag team titles? The... The history! Am I good? The history! Can I... Am I Am I good? Tell me about the women's tag team titles, Josh. They they exist. That's something. That's progress. You know, actually, honestly, I wasn't, like, clamoring for a women's tag team division. I'm, I'm going to take it, because I like uh, the women enough now, and, like, where they, you know, how they perform. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool, I guess. I mean, it's another title. I think that gives the company a total of, like, 17 titles altogether. Uh, yeah. Yeah, progress. Can we call Me up, too. Can we call up some talent? Um, we've got a lot of people in the performance mm-hmm. center. You look so angry. Who, well, because <clears throat> I look at this lineup, and I'm sorry. I, I, I like these guys, but you're either going to develop or you're not going to develop. And we got the Iconic, Iconics who love them. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd go see them at the Chicago Theater <laughs> at, a, at a comedy show, but uh, not good. <laughs> uh, Mandy Rose and Tony DeVille, they got a tight cool, five. but what are you doing? Um, Nia and Tamina, Nia, Nia, you're not, no. And then, and then, and then Tamina, you, you Nia. suck. Nia, whatever. Nia, J- yeah, why did I say Nia Jax? Nia Jax. Because I was just, she See, sucks. you can't even be bothered to care what her name is. Carmella and Naomi. Look, Naomi is, I like Naomi. I like Carmella. But as a tag team, as a focal point of an elimination chamber match, can we be real here? The Riot Squad. Are they even wrestlers? No. Yeah. Right? Neither of them. Right? <clears throat> I don't even know what they are. I'm just kidding. I like Sarah Logan. But like, eh, basically what I'm trying to say is the lineup here is not good. I think <clears throat> Sasha and Bailey is the obvious win, which makes me think it won't happen. But basically what I'm trying to say is we, we got we got Kyrie Sane, we got Io Shirai, we got Bianca Belair, we got Zia Lee, we got freaking... Uh, all these people. We got Lacey Evans just walking around backstage. Let's get some people in these matches, Josh. You like how Nikki Cross is already dead? Shit. She's just Shit. gone. That's it. Nikki oh. should have been in this match. You're out. Uh, listen, I think they're kind of just going to go straight with this. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go with any sort of surprise here. I'm going to say Sasha and Bailey yeah, just yeah. win. And I'd like to I'd like to go on the record and apologize for my treatment of the Riot Squad. Sarah Logan <laughs> is very good. Uh, you know what? Liv Morgan uh, is very good, too. Yeah. You know what, but what I I'm sure they'll put on an impressive main event match that I'll be like, oh, they can actually work in like three months. When I say that, I speak to their role on the card. You know, it's like a lot of these people have not been developed enough to be interesting to be in this match. Uh, Obviously, Sasha Bailey's the focal point is very good, but yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. But I, I, it's cool that this is all happening. The tag titles, and I'm sure we'll talk about more of the women in um, a a a little bit. Um, Yeah. WWE title, Elimination Chamber match. Wait, who are you picking for the women's oh, tag title? Sasha Bailey. Sasha Bailey, yeah. Um, it, and at the same time, you know, I like all these people. I think it would be the Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm waiting for them to break out on the roster, but I'd be very happy for them if they were to win. But can't you also see a timeline where they're like, you know, Carmella and Naomi aren't doing anything. Let's, uh, let's you know, let them uh, let them have their, you know, the women's tag titles. Um, yes, but I think their taste in men 
might prevent that this week. Oh, that's true. Oh, anyway, no. Anyway. Corey and Jimmy. Anyway. No, we didn't no. have to name names. We didn't have to name names. Corey we Graves did not spill Uso. dirt here in the steel cage, all right? Hands off. Okay. I just did. WWE title, Elimination Chamber, main event, maybe. Is, it, is that all the matches? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Unless Seth Rollins or something. No. Nah. Uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Kofi, Kingston. Can, can I just say real quick, don't you get a sinking feeling that somehow Dean Ambrose versus EC3 is going to end up on this card? You know what I have a sinking feeling? I have a sinking feeling that the Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos is also on this card. Oh, that is on the card. <laughs> and, uh, or maybe it isn't. <laughs> no, I think but, I think they'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be, I think that'll be probably a really good match, actually. I'm actually kind of perversely excited to see Shane McMahon work an Usos match. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it could be great. I think it's, because we don't see Shane interact with, like, lower card wrestlers yes. very much. Yeah. Not that they're lower, but they're not, you know, right. top tier guys. So it's like, okay, yeah, how does Shane do in this scenario? But that'll be fun. I don't know. It's just curious to me that Shane's like at this point at forty whatever. Like, they, I would have watched this a while ago. Right. <laughs> like, I, I think it's clear they have some kind of plan. I think you would think. But, but you you look at uh, like Shane two thousand one. Like I would have been fine with oh, him. Yeah, like oh, let's throw him great. in the mid card and go from there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but whatever. You know. But yeah, anyway, this should be a, a really Shane a fun match. Edge and Christian. Um, yeah. I could see the Usos winning this. Maybe. Well, yeah. I could have. It really depends if Shane Miz is going to do the split thing for Mania or if they're going to Mania as tag champs. I could see either. I can, either yeah, either. I can see I, the I, same. I actually more so see them going to Mania as tag I, champs. I was going to say, actually, yeah, I see that too. I see that split happening after Mania. Yeah. Just if, because if they're going to... it all. Because they're going to have a lot going on into Mania. It's, yeah. you know, like, they're going to they're gonna push the crap right. out of Becky and Ronda and, like, you know, just everything else. Brock and Seth, whatever. But I just don't yeah. see them also going That's not a like marquee match. right because they'd have to devote a lot of time to it because they've already you know put put yeah. some into it. I mean, you think of all the top guys over on SmackDown that will need to have stuff to do too. You know, you look at Brian, and of course Orton will find something to do, and Joe, and no, don't forget John Cena, and you know, yep. it's, there's there's a lot going on here. A lot going on. Is Batista and Triple H happening? There's all I don't know. I mean, there's, 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 there's always a, there's always the Andre. There's rumors all over the place. It's just weird that for a lot of the part timers, it's kind of like, yeah, they're not doing anything this year. It's like, oh wow, so they're actually going to have to rely on their current roster. I'm, I'm let's a, let's I'm see a, what they do. I'm a big fan of this tag titles match making you wonder about the entire ecosystem yeah, of WrestleMania. Because everything <laughs> changes. Shane McMahon. Everything is related to everything else. Everything is related to Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. <laughs> it all comes what is, down what to is this. He doing? I was really hoping this would be the mania of Shane and Triple H, because like that has to happen, you know, at some point. It's gonna happen way too late. And I know. it's gonna happen on it's... Saudi Arabians. <laughs> Either that or it'll be like like Survivor series or something yeah. stupid. Anyway. Uh, main event I think this will be an awesome match. A lot of yeah. talent. I am disappointed Ali is out, but also I think this will be just a, a nice notch on his journey. That for he Kofi? Was, uh, for, no, for Ali. Oh, the, that, that he was, that even... was going to be in this, <laughs> and then he got out. It's going to add to the story. It could also be something like if Brian retains, they can be like, ah, fuck it, just go to Fastlane with Ali sure. and yep. Brian. You know, just, um, I never got the show. It's easy. It's easy. It's the, and know? Kofi in it is easy, yeah, too. Just that, throw it in there. I like it. The gauntlet match is a lot of fun. Um, I think the gauntlet match actually maybe like raised Kofi's stock a it lot. It did, 100%. Uh, so not just to fans, just, but like... You, you wonder, know. you know, there, it, it, it's, it could be both, but it's it's a deliberate push, but it's also a desperation push. It's we had to do this to make him relevant in this match, but that they did it, it might have gotten him to a place that might make sense. Well, it's, it's just very interesting to me because 
I, I do sit like the the skeptical side of me like does say like okay does this really mean that they had like at some point in the future they were like okay we're gonna get this on the books it's just kind of a matter of time and then this opens up it's like well let's just do the Kofi thing now let's just throw Maybe. it in and yeah. then he can face Brian at Fastlane too and then then you know right. we'll, we'll be done with that and then the new new days in a, in a ladder match at Mania that, or, that, you, know. that you know that's the great that's the great question of WWE all the time is this uh, something that'll happen that'll be cool or is it just something that they did because they just had to and we'll move on and the same cycle of apathy will continue i mean Who don't knows? don't forget that the exact same thing played out last year where rollins had the amazing showing and then he lost in the chamber and it was like oh yep. wow that could have been huge momentum well, yeah <laughs> never mind <laughs> he could have gone into mania with like a huge momentum if they had done that but no maybe this could also be them like correcting that mistake i don't know but daniel bryan is super over too so yeah i think i think yeah i think the bryan thing it's just the Brian thing is just something you're you're just seeing a dude like in his prime having a blast and it's a, I, I don't even I, I don't even have a read if this is translating in the real world but I love it I love watching it, it it's so awesome yeah he is William Regal he is Cactus Jack he is like he is just this deranged guy but the matches are awesome and it's so cool and I want to see him take the title of Mania I would I argue doing, but... I would argue that this is the best he's ever been. Character wise, um, character wise, yeah, for sure. I think wrestling sure. wise, maybe a few years ago, but yeah, character wise, he, he became an awesome promo. Like while he was yeah, out, he yeah. became a very good promo, and now he's like translating oh, that into him as the GM of SmackDown was like huge for him. I think yeah, because he had to do segments all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, but no, he he seems talking very, smack flushed him out too. He seems very him. comfortable, and it helps that he is all of these things in real life. Right, you right, know, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of it adds to the whole thing. I don't. I mean, what they always say, turned up to 11, right? This is him turned up to 11. And That's where the that. greatest characters come from. Of course, it's obviously happening because, you know, you think about the power structure of WWE. Okay, this, you know, climate change, vegan guy is yeah. a heel. Yeah. But it's also funny the stuff that Brian is getting, like, through. Like, I don't even I don't even have, like, a proper example. But, like, the, um, just, just yeah, the whole, uh, uh, I don't know. The, I, the I, things I, that he's saying just, yeah, are the, actually the things, like interesting. Like, yeah, good I have in my off. mind that he's saying stuff about anti-capitalism. I'm not sure if he is. I, or not. I don't. I, but, I, I remember eating these hot dogs that are filled with carcinogens. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, like, so oh, stuff like that. Yeah, like he is getting real. it through because you also under, have to understand that like a guy like Vince McMahon or like the WWE power structure doesn't fundamentally understand or care about much of the stuff too. No. So it's like they all just loop loop, loop it in to one big like ball of like annoying well, liberal. <laughs> And he uses that to his advantage to just say crazy shit. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, it's funny because some of the stuff is so specific that it's almost like, ah, I got to think that Brian was like, no, I'm going to say yeah, yeah. that this, you know. <laughs> so, prediction, great match. I think Brian retains, but the thing with Daniel Bryan and WWE, it can always just be Randy Orton. <laughs> so, Samoa Joe, I, I don't know. AJ, that's, that's a great place to be in that we don't know, but I think ultimately Brian continues... Uh, this Daniel Bryan has to go to Mania's champ. I would be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would be too. The thing is, you know, does somebody win here and lose it at, you know, back at right. Fastlane? You Listen never know turns, that. Because they, they love doing that sort of stuff. Uh, could you see a surprise Kofi win here? After the, the gauntlet match and everything? <sighs> you, Do it for a month? I mean, it's, it's the great work. I'm sure. But that might just speak to how effective... How effective it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I ultimately I'm gonna hit, pick Brian because I'm a coward. 
But uh, I would love love to see Kofi. Absolutely love to see Kofi. And uh, AJ wouldn't shock me at all uh, if he came out of this. Joe would shock me. That would shock the crap out of me. Orton and Jeff would also shock me. Although, no, not Orton. Orton's always the favorite. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Bryan. We'll go there. With Eric Rowan. And we come back to it. We come back to it. Because that's what we do here. So, wrapping up chit-chat here. Um, chit-chat. Let's, this whole wrestling thing is, you know, fine. But yeah. Let's talk about football, Josh. Let's do it. Let's talk because let's America talk about sport. A, tan, a, 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 a subtle connection to the WWE and the sure. XFL coming up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna posit something real quick, real quick. I, I just want to say it. I need to know what happened. Yeah. I need to know what happened between uh, that led to Vince McMahon doing a documentary with Dick Ebersol's son, Charlie, on the XFL. In conjunction with the announcement that the XFL would be coming back, and I don't know if it was ever stated or not, but the expectation may be that Charlie would be a part of it, and I, Dick Ebersol I certainly assumed so. Yeah. And you, let's preface for the crowd, know much more about the <laughs> everything of football than me. I hey. the most surface level <laughs> possible um, understanding. Yeah. Regardless... I need to know what happened that then led after that happening for Charlie Ebersol to start a his own alternative football league and beat Vince McMahon to market by over a year. As and it speaks to it it happens today, it games were today. The Alliance of American Football has launched right after proper NFL season with the XFL scheduled to launch in twenty twenty. Hit me with it, Doctor. Here's what I'd love. I would love if uh, in the lead-up to the XFL, Vince went full Vince, and we found out what the reason was, and it's juicy, and it's good, and what is Vince, Vince? And Vince, and like we're talking like when he would go after WCW and sue them for everything, and, and talk trash about them, and everything that but he could what, possibly what he, do. What was he talking trash about? Oh, Wait. you're saying the AAF, the, yeah, yeah. go after them, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the lead okay, yeah. I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, take okay. shots at something, if I, you know... Whatever their flaws end up being, go after it. And just, it's a dirty war <laughs> between the entertainment league, oh, the amateurs and the XFL, versus the prim and pretty AAF. Maybe they're doing it on purpose. I mean, I, I don't know. What would be really cool is if they are on the same page and they're just like, what they want to make their own football leagues, whatever. That could mean maybe it's like, hey, maybe we can do an XFL versus AAF sort of game. That would be kind of cool, a cross promotional. It just right. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that's the big thing. Kind it's of just... like how there used to be. I don't know if you know this, the AFL and the NFL, uh, and then they merged in the '70s, and okay. that's where the Super Bowl came from. Wow. So okay. they could yeah. maybe be doing the same thing. That'd be kind of fun. Only thing is, is the AAF is affiliated with the NFL. So that's kind of there's a lot right. Oh, so is it, is it a developmental or it's more a partnership? It's, it, they have out contracts, right? I remember in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have outs if uh, if the if a pro team wants them, they're not going to force them to stay there, which is an excellent yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I and mean, that's how you recruit. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, they're not specifically labeled quite yet, but the way it's working out and the way everybody talks about it, it's pretty much assumed it's a feeder league for the NFL. Okay. So there will, uh, if this succeeds, it's possible that kids could decide from high school to go to the AAF okay. instead of college. And because the, the NFL rule still dictates that you have to be like 20 or 21 or something like that. So, so the, so right. I think the big question is, you know, we, we, is there bad blood here between Vince McMahon and Charlie? Or, I'd love to know. And Charlie Ebersol or 
is right. Is it just a thing? It's like, well, that's business. We can come to an agreement. I'll do my thing. I'll do yours. I think, you know, tying it to wrestling, this definitely speaks to, you know, you hear about the craving for live content, live sports content, Fox, but get putting SmackDown on there because it's a live program that they can air on Friday nights. Yeah. Um, obviously, AEW coming into all elite wrestling coming to play, they are pitching themselves to the market as something just heard Tony Khan and talk as Jericho as he sees the business opportunity because there's a need for live programming. There's a lot of interest in that. Yeah. Um, obviously another football league <laughs> yeah. right after football, right after the NFL. And then another one on top of that, I think only confirms that suspicion. And you're, you're not even mentioning it. That was, it's absolutely true. What you said, the yeah. need for live programming. Don't forget that the uh, the attitudes towards the NFL is lower than it's ever been. Right, right. right. There's that too. People right. are kind of driving away a little bit. Ratings came back a bit this year after last yeah. year. Right. But there's definitely a little bit more apprehension, almost kind of like this, eh, I don't know if I really like the NFL right yeah. now sort of yeah. thing. And for t- these guys to come in and be like, hey, this is a great opportunity. Yep. There's, there's, yep. people are talking and shit that, about that, that was, that was McMahon's problem the first time around. The NFL was hugely popular. And, does, and then, does this know. thing not parallel WWE? The, the, the yeah, opinion. I mean, yes, ratings and bi- ratings or whatever, but business is as high as it's ever been. Yeah. But opinion, I mean, whatever. Yeah, we're not talking the average Joe on the street, but opinion of it seems to be based on house show metrics, based on ratings, yeah. based on conversation that you just see everywhere. Is right. People aren't so into it. So, right, get this other thing. And see what happens. Yeah. Are you it's, talking in regards to AE? Yeah. 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 And even, you know, Ring of Honor, starting to contract guys. I'm not saying... Yeah, yeah. It, but, you know, there is an environment that incubates all of this it's and the makes time, it all possible. It's the time to pounce. It's wild. I didn't so expect kinda, it to happen. That's actually really a funny observation that you make because Vince McMahon is involved on both sides. He's yeah, pouncing right? on the one and he's getting pounced on on the that other side. That is very true. <laughs> How do you handle these things, you know? Yep. I mean, what a juggling... Uh, you know, you got to think right now that he's not. If it's not on good terms, uh, he can't be too happy about the positive press that the AAF got its first week. Right. So, and, but you know. think, yeah, right. What is the, what does the business What's the reaction? man think? What does What's the reaction of Vince McMahon think of AEW? Is he happy? Is he annoyed? Because at the same time, the elephant in the room is. A, I mean, right, right. This could be pressure. Like this isn't gonna. You know, this ends up happening. But like. All Elite is not going to supplant WWE. AAF, XFL, is not going to supplant the NFL. It's offering alternative content. Yeah. I I don't think any of them are going to be competing directly with each other. It's just extra stuff for you to do. But what I'm curious about, when is the XFL season again? I, I, I want to say they... early next year. No, right? no, 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 no. Be... no. I mean... Are they going to be playing games at the same time yeah, as the AAF? I think so. And they haven't even announced cities quite yet. Right. Were they waiting on some of these decisions until the AAF got started to kind of like... I don't you know. know. And what I'm curious about too to see is the AAF uh, instituted a lot of rule changes that people are totally on board with that I hope they use in the NFL someday and a lot of people do. I'm curious if the XFL will just go ahead and adopt a bunch of those from the outset. Just kind of like no kickoffs, always two point conversions. You know, uh, they do. They do have cities. They XFL has established cities. They have. Eight they have. Seven, they have eight cities. Yes. What? Yes. Well, I missed that. Well, yeah. Chicago is not one of them. No. 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 Why? Dallas. What? Uh, Houston, oh. Los Angeles, Why New York, Dallas? Seattle, St. Louis, Tampa, and Washington D.C. 
Those anyways. are terrible, terrible, terrible right. locations. But anyways, um, yeah, it's planned for February, I believe, 2020. The teams in those cities are way too popular. That's a bad decision. Hey. That's look, why the AAF I'm not, is in the cities that don't have I NFL teams. I am not teams. against, as we close our, converse, Vince, as we our conversation on football go here huge. within a steel cage, I am not completely against the idea of the XFL being one large money laundering operation <laughs> to get the heat off of a lot of the money that's been going around that led to the Mueller investigation. Oh, boy. Don't put it past any of these guys. Oh, my God. Let's get to our next Is segment. Is going to jail? Let's get to our next segment. I thought that was always a given. Let's get to our next segment. Both, sp- speaking of, speaking of politics both sides let's Um, do it both sides this is um the conversation about where we go from either side of the steel cage things we love in wrestling right now things we hate in wrestling right now um because every week there are things that are that that we like and we go yeah wrestling's cool yeah there's other stuff that we go and we go oh this is Uh, why do i do this why am i doing this right Uh, so let's talk about it i watch eight hours a week let's talk about it yeah what what do you what do you love what are you loving about wrestling right well, now? Listen, listen. If there's one thing I love, it's the women. The women's talk division. To, talk They're to me killing about the it. Ladies. They're killing it in every way. Dum Dum, Triple D, if you will. Uh, they're ki- Becky Lynch. Are you kidding me? She's great. Charlotte, she's always good. She's always fine. I like it. Evil Charlotte, Evil Queen, whatever we're doing right now is great. Sasha's always great. Sasha and Bailey. Eh, I don't know about the tag team thing. But, you know, we've always, we've got some good stuff going it, on. It goes through ebbs and flows, but I think what I... All I named was the four horsewomen. Ulti- but, but that's... <laughs> hey, ultimately what I love about women's wrestling in WWE today, no matter what is, they're, they're getting more time, there's more varied characters, they're in big main event matches, they're getting pushed, TV, all this, all this. But what I kind of love is the long game of the women's division. Since the four, four horsewomen started getting hot, there was the weird, you know, PCB era, Team Bad, the but once all that kind of got sorted out, once Charlotte and Sasha started trading, you know, matches, once this all happened, I started, it started hitting me that, you know, the women's division in 2017, 18, 19 is the WWF in the early 90s. <laughs> That's awesome. Everything is spaced out. Yes, there are some periods where like not much is happening, but when you have a big match, oh shit, that's a big match. Yeah. Main event matches. Here's what I'm going to do right here, and I want to know if you agree. I'm going to go ahead and call it. WWE successfully did what we thought and were very skeptical they would be able to do. They completely changed and revitalized their women's division. It took a little bit of time, but it was very deliberate, and they made sure that everybody got over. And now they're in a really fantastic position. They're going to be main eventing WrestleMania, for God's sake. Yeah. They did a phenomenal job. Yes, they did. I, I have no I have no qualms against that. I, I think they gave they did it. They they did they, of course as WWE Let's will they made some they've made some weird decisions sure. here and there. They'll have faults through yeah. all this. Yeah. The, the the fucking uh, they're finally getting her back. But God, watching Bailey for the last couple of years has been one of the most depressing things. Sure, um, but not everybody can be sure. Yeah, up no, for sure. But yeah, I'm saying right. The long game, the presentation, uh, whatever you think about Charlotte Flair. She's a main event player. They, they got did. her there. They and they got Becky there. They got Sasha there. Sasha's Ronda's still there. there. Ronda's there. These are yeah. and they might go through stages where like they're not um, doing much, you know. But Asuka at the same time, ask yes, Oscar. They then, brought her right back. And then also they're seeing their transition. They're putting in 
folks like Carmella and Alexa Bliss, you, Bliss, you don't think of yeah. right as like ring warriors, but at the same time, totally good parts of the of the equation. I feel like I've always felt like uh, the the women's title on both shows, it's always been very deliberately done to me of like who gets their little reins with the title because like okay we gotta establish this person like let's give Carmella yeah. a five month and then boom she's in and yeah. she's good yeah. for the women's of it you know like they, they've done a really great job of spreading it around enough while at the same time like retaining like Charlotte being a big deal and right. everything and, and, they've, they've done an excellent job there and as with a lot of stuff real time maybe it hasn't been the best but you right you look at what's you reflect on what's happened they've done a great job and when it is time to deliver those man i mean yeah the literally even just thinking back a couple weeks ago the royal rumble becky asuka yeah. I just, it was on another level it of was. wrestling it was because and, and i'm not just saying like they were doing arm bars better they, they were but you know it was more the crowd was completely treating this as yes following as a every match. right and following every move and that's when it gets there mm, the big, <laughs> the biggest pop on the show is for Becky Lynch. Yeah, easily. Yeah, oh, for it, sure. It, for yeah. like three times for her yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. absolutely unbelievable to me. That not just that it's Becky Lynch, but that the biggest pop on the show yeah. is for it's, a woman. That's awesome. And there's also the you know, uh, I, I don't even, I don't love that I'm mentioning it, but you think like, but also we're in this era or the, the kind of tongue in cheek. It's called the mid card era with the men yeah. because right, you got a guy like Seth Rollins who you know Seth is very good. But it's, and I'm sure Seth is to- totally cool with all this happening. Yeah. Maybe. But he, um, publicly. <laughs> he, like, right. The fact that he's main event, he's, he's going up against Brock Lesnar. But at the same time, it's clear no, no, no. Becky and Charlotte and Rhonda, this is like the story. Yeah. This is the, and of course, you know, WWE props it up with involving the McMahon family. They always got to be there in the big one. But right, they're establishing this is the big one. And, and 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 all these other guys, Seth Finn, maybe they can't credibly made up a WrestleMania. I don't know. I don't think they can right now. <laughs> right. I really don't. I yeah. think that they had established Roman Reigns was the credible yeah. challenger, the, credible competitor, and then they were able to move into him facing everyone else to take that. And while that was all happening, but, while guys were getting de-emphasized, the women were... I mean, yeah, and there have been plenty... I mean, geez... All this Becky stuff happened so fast. You think yeah. back to like April of 2018, you know, of last, just a year ago, she wasn't doing, it didn't seem like she was doing anything. Yeah. It seemed like, shit, sh- sh- she should leave. Dude, this, this is uh, the ultimate example of cream rising to the top. Like th- that's just yeah. what yeah. happened. She'd kind of been toiling a little bit and yeah. then they were like, let's turn your heel and see what happens. And she just stepped right into it. And people always, it. the important thing with her, people always liked her. And so she had that goodwill. So when they started giving her a little more focus and then right they try to turn into a heel thing and it's always you know i i, I you love it they're, they're also using all wwe's using all their capital of this rea- you know the reality era stuff of did you heard back that you know they really did want her to be the heel and charlotte the face did they though you're right you don't know and that's the coolest thing to follow that's yeah. why i mean we pivot into talking about what i love about the women's division right now is this build-up towards WrestleMania of Becky versus Ronda, you would think, maybe versus Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. Definitely not Ronda versus Charlotte. No. But that this is Even all happening. Even though that seemed inevitable like six months that ago. That too. That too. <laughs> yes. We, lest we forget. We, we talked about it a year it before. It was slotted into Survivor Series. It was the yeah. assumed thing, yeah. and it was hardly going to get there. Yeah. And then, 
And that's, you know, good point because, right, maybe they did want to turn Charlotte face, Becky heel, and then Charlotte would just go on and ride that momentum into Ronda at Mania. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that that is, it went somewhere else. That really actually is strange because otherwise you would require Ronda to turn heel. Which could have happened too. That I mean, could have happened. I don't see the path there, though. I, but basically... The women's division has the most... I mean, what I get to, the women's division has the most interesting twists and Wait, turns. sorry. Let me take that back, because both Ronda and Becky are babyfaces right now. Yeah. So it could have been the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But in that scenario, everyone would have been booing Charlotte, I think, instead of booing Ronda. So maybe that's an argument to do that match instead, if or you're Vince McMahon. Or it could have been one of those weird apathy things. You're businessman Vince McMahon. You don't want Ronda Rousey booed on your biggest show. How do you prevent that? You put her in the ring with Charlotte. Sure. The Smarks are going to cheer for Ronda. Yeah. Maybe. Or are we just establishing the new top baby face? I guess that's it, right? With Becky Lynch. Right. The next John Cena. Yeah. So that does actually speak to your theory here, though, that maybe the intention all along was to do it the other way. Although I don't think that back in October they wow. were like, oh, Becky's wow. going to be in the main event. Wow. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear the ma- the, 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 the the circuitry in your brain yeah. right now? That's what I love about this. Sure. That's what the women's division is doing to us. Yes. We give a shit what about in, this. What in the men's division is doing that? Jesus. Dan O'Brien. Uh, I- Lashley. Yeah. Le- Lashley. Like, right. Am I, yeah. Oh my God. Buddy Murphy's a really good cruiserweight. Right. None <laughs> of it. None of it. None of it. Yeah. So that's very cool. And yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I, and I, we talked about this earlier. Kayfabe, kayfabe. But like the fact that, you know, wrestling fans for years complained about, oh, there's no cliffhangers. There's no legitimate, like we're not going week to week. Raw this week ends with the biggest cliff. One of the biggest cliffhangers with Vince McMahon just trotting out and going, Becky, you're out. Charlotte's in the main event of WrestleMania. And the show just fades out. And everyone reacts. You yeah. know, people were mad. People were making fun of the people that got mad. It was just insanity. That's the idea. That's the idea. And, like... I loved it. I yeah, was, I was like, oh, where are we going now? It's but, cool. I, yeah. I'm just... I, I. That's what I love. That we can just sit back and watch this all happen. The good thing that I feel right now about the women's division that I don't always feel about the men's division is I'm still confident 100% that Becky's going to be in the main event and she's probably just going to win. And all right, I feel good about that. Yeah. I don't feel that way about any of the men's matches. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Like, right. Like, oh, thank God. Like, I want this guy to win. Now it's like, oh, I want him to win, which means he's not going to win. And now I got to watch for another I month. Th- I think if Seth <clears throat> eventually beats Brock, it will be a cool moment. But the eventually to it, is the problem. Or, at, at, right. The, right. Exactly. The <laughs> at build, SummerSlam. The, or, or even, even, you know, just waiting for that is not interesting. I hope There's not. I'm, damn, you know, man. I, I, I'm trying to think. Like, SmackDown no, is very good. Rollins is going to win at Mayhem. Okay. But, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. A, lo- a lot of the men's buildup for Mania is not interesting, but I am completely enveloped in this whole oh, story. See, but Rollins and Brock won't be the main event. Right. And plus, So I mean, we're beating Brock and, and not the main event. I guess not. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. What, when's, when's Triple H, when's he going to stop the bullshit? Oh, I, I might be injured. And announce his match. Yeah. So... What what else? I mean, uh, besides the women, I mean, I'm loving right now watching Mustafa Ali yeah. ascend. A good dude. A good Christian is, boy. A, a, well, a, maybe a, not. Sorry. A, not at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> a, good, a good wrestler, Sorry. a good story, 
uh, you know, uh, this guy's hitting, this guy's ticking my, ticking my boxes, baby. <laughs> He's checking your box. Like uh, the, the Chicago hometown guy, the good guy. He's got a daughter, a wife, was a cop, quit because of injustice, became a wrestler, indie wrestler. He, his gimmick is that his name makes... Uh, originally, he was a heel yeah. because, oh, he's a Muslim. And then it's like his gimmick is, no, you hate me because of my name, but I'm actually like a good guy. I'm a yeah. smiley guy. Um, uses his Twitter, not as much recently, for like social justice and good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my favorite part of the Mustafa Ali character is they started off with that and then they very specifically on another episode 205 Live or whenever it was did the thing where it was like I misjudged everyone yeah, yeah. all right, right. <laughs> like, it was like oh what a good right. guy and then it right. just took off from there yep. you have accepted me it's like yep. oh, that cracked me great. up that, that was, was amazing uh, that was a very WWE way it of was. turning a Muslim face <laughs> really I does. was wrong I was wrong you guys actually aren't <laughs> racist thank you Thank you for welcoming into your community. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. She's <laughs> hilarious. But, I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, the, he, he, he got up from 205 Live. He beats Brian right away. He has that fun segment with him. And he's a guy, yeah, that can just roll into SmackDown. And, and there's like 10 immediate awesome possible matches of this, this is why I didn't, I still will never understand why from the jump, they didn't just have the cruiserweights interact. Yeah, that's on, on I mean, Raw right, with proof. the other superstars. Right, it's proof because you see this and like, of course, Buddy Murphy is going to be there. Cedric, you got to like, imagine. You look at these guys; it's like they could all step in the ring yeah. on Monday night it's all the and same like style. with it. I mean, don't you want to watch Cedric and Seth Rollins go out there for fifteen? It's, least, it's a lot more interesting than Seth and Dolph Ziggler. Right, they got to start, and that's why I'm. I love Ali. He seems like a great guy. I dig him as a wrestler. I'm really happy too, just because of the whole cruiserweight thing. Because he is a small, skinny well, guy, and, and he's need, doing well. And it, hopefully, it makes Vince be like, "Ah, come on, let's give a couple more of these guys." And you, you need know. you need young guys on the roster to root for. Like, yeah, yeah I love Ray and Jeff, but we're we're not rooting for oh, they're going to conquer the, the WWE title. Like, it's like, yeah, you need those young guys to root for. And Ali is like, he just he's that like, and by all accounts, a legit. It's really hard. I, I remember he said on. Another talk as Jericho mentioned, but he said um, Vince told him um, that people like him, and you can't really teach that. Like, yeah. and it's true. Like, it's, it's true. It's incredibly hard to be a natural babyface, and he is. Well, he's the sort of it's guy dangerous. Like, you see him, and it instantly is like, like, oh, that's that seems like a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> seems, I know. Well, like, okay, oh, that's true, hard to do. <laughs> give you a true story. I think I told you this, but not the podcast audience. So last year. Um, when all there was all the uh, the hoopla, we'll call it, over um, Donald Trump's uh, Muslim ban. Oh yeah, that um, was like two years ago now, wasn't it? Was it two? Maybe it was two years. It was I'm two sorry, years, it yeah. was. Yes, it was. So Ali had like had just kind of gotten on my radar as a wrestling fan, and Did, um, had, sorry, to, had you heard of him prior to the CWC? No, very vague. Like, cause he's actually, I mean, a Chicago indie guy. So like I don't know, some, results or something or like, like on oh, Twitter okay. you hear about you know Prince Mustafa Ali yeah like just rant like he's good okay and then I remember there were people that were like f yeah like he is in this he's in the CWC or he's an alternate whatever yeah um and then he was um so yeah so yeah so okay. I vaguely but like then I was like oh my god this guy's from Chicago then you hear about a story and uh, I was and then also. I mean, the truth that really what got me to him was he was a heel in the CWC, but he like, and I think he lost his first round maybe to Lince Dorado. Yeah. So, and I remember writing on Happy Wrestling Land, I was like, this guy, you're right, didn't really know that he like much about him, but I was like, this guy maximizes minutes. He he lost, 
But like everything he did, he, he got maybe two dives. They were spectacular. He took two moves. They took them perfectly. I was like, every time he got a chance to do something, he made the most of it and was really good. Yeah. And so I was, I w- I was delighted to see him get a contract and all this. So now he's here. He, you know, and he's starting on two hundred five live. I'm following him on Twitter, and I see, you know, he's reacting. And as a WWE employee, that's pretty crazy to the Donald Trump, you know, Muslim ban crap. Yeah. And I got, you know, like taken by it because it was. I mean, this was in the throes of the early Trump presidency yeah. when he didn't become just so numb to the onslaught, and it was really just like, <laughs> oh my god, this is getting happening, and this is just cruelty yeah. and all this. So. The thing happens, and he starts posting about it, and I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the children who are being affected by it, the elderly, I think he was having a family member, who, or his mother, and he said, he, uh, no, I might be, I'm getting this conflated, but uh, one of his family members was impacted by it, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, all this bad stuff is happening, yeah. and I email him. He had, he had his email still public on his Twitter Dang. for booking information <laughs> or whatever, okay. I emailed him, and I just, a very sincere, just like, hey, man. Just want to say I really appreciate all the nice like things you're saying about this, the publicity you're giving it. This sucks. I'm just like, this is the worst. Um, I- I'm sad this is happening. And, you know, as cheesy as it is, I was like, I wish I could just give a hug to everyone just affected by this. Yeah. And just be like, there are people with you. This yeah. is a bad time, but there are people with you. Yeah. And he responds like the, within the next day and is just like, you know, we just have to remember that the good in the world outweighs the bad. And he just goes, thank you, my brother, for your words. And it was just so cool. What and I was a like, bro. right? What a right? dude. Exactly. Exactly. Like, See, I'm, that's not somebody writing anything for PR. That's it, a dude yes. who's like a good yes. dude who's like, hey, yo, yes. thank you. I appreciate That's a personal that. story that, right, totally. I mean, and that's why you root for a guy like yeah, that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So He comes um, across as genuine is really, yeah. is really what it is. God. That, that, that's a baby face quality. You just, like, you can never teach that. Uh, and I'm glad he's coming up in this era of WWE yeah, because a decade yeah. ago they would have destroyed yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the new tag team of the Hurricane and Mustafa Ali, <laughs> you know, and he's just on like early Twitter. I'm making money, marks. Like they just ruin him as a person. He wears a turban <laughs> to the ring. Hey guys, I know you, I know that you think it's racist, but hey, I just bought a new house. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I I love everything that's happening about him. I, I love that he was tapped for the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I this is a guy. The fact that you know Vince McMahon said people like you knows there's the thing that I just overwhelmingly love about it, and I could eat my words six months from now, but there's always going to be a place on a show for a guy like that. Yes. Be, and, and even, and there's not just going to be a place, there's always going to be room for a push for a guy like that because you always need a good, likable baby face in a prominent role in your show. Doesn't he seem like the sort of guy that they can just move up and down probably periodically yeah, kind of like they yeah, did with Ray like yeah. they could kind of just and, and he's, stick him in a, a cruiserweight it's okay always, and now he's back up you know exactly yeah and you always need guys that have the story of going after the WWE championship yeah. like um, I don't know I'm just thinking like oh he will be perpetually chasing but yeah. it will be beautiful when he wins it and once, I think yeah and, and, know, right and like, it will be it's one of those there's it's rare there's a guy I mean I can go, Eddie and, Guerrero Daniel Bryan <laughs> for a little while, Sami Zayn, <laughs> but uh, not so. Not so Mustafa much. Ali. There's those likable guys that it's not just you root for them as wrestlers. You surpass kayfabe, and you're just like, I just want this guy to do good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no, that's, it's that's true. special. It's true. That is special because that's like a personal connection beyond the character, right? Yeah. Uh, what I was have always been impressed with by Ali, he is a wrestler that you can very clearly see is always trying to get their attention. 
yeah. and it's always yeah. trying to evolve in some way, whether it's the entrance with the lights and like yeah. the yeah. heart thing. He's always adding something. He started doing those videos on Twitter yes. that were so popular and successful that he's doing them on SmackDown yeah. now, which to me is like... Jesus, this does not sound like something their writers wrote. I think that they just let him be like, hey, and you got 30 is, seconds. And he's like, that's incredible to me. God, I, I Vince mean, is letting him do some stuff, and we really need to pay attention. It might, it like, might be. I, I'm starting to wonder. Like, I think it's a ad, thing. Like, who's the advocate? It might be Vince. Because Mustafa Ali is a guy that, you know, we might be overthinking this. But, like, no, I, you, <laughs> you know he's genuine. He's not just some... Vince McMahon has worked with all the workers. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the bullshitters and the con men and oh the grifters God. and the fucking Every single parties. One. Right. And, and he probably just sees this kid and he's like, you're not doing this to like get rid. Like you want to like, yeah. you you want to be a ama- I'm sure like he's like, this is a make a wish guy. The guy that's going to yeah. inspire little kids. Yeah. Like that's cool. No, and, it's true. Yeah. It isn't the worst thing to also have a Muslim ambassador from your country. And that too. To be honest. Thank you very much. I'm not trying. No, of course. It just, it helps and it's, it's cool. And it's cool that Vince McMahon is down with that. Yeah. And it just like, yeah. I I, mean, that's awesome. Because that really is like, it's almost like he, he is a good wrestler. But for whatever shortcomings he does have, it, it is made up right. in right. It, know, it doesn't hurt that he's a great him, wrestler. And right, mm-hmm. exactly. And you you think I cheer for him as a, a good wrestler that's clearly a good guy who I want to win. But I also cheer for him because I know that's legit, as cheesy as it is, an inspirational possible figure. Well, and it's going to be cool for us being stationed in Chicago. Yeah, of course. As yep. he gets more popular, hey. you can bet next time Chicago comes around, he's going to get himself well, a nice little pop. They I put mean, him in the main on. event uh, steel cage match to, at the December house show, yeah. which I think was a little, not not saying bad, just early for him to be like, oh, yeah. there's the Chicago guy. Right, right. But once that starts getting pushed, the Chicago cop thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to... Sorry, mean, Phil. And, well, and Chicago, <laughs> Chicago fans... Chicago needs a guy. Chicago fans find out on their own the guys that are from Chicago. Yes, yes. So we're going to... Chicago... Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he always... We've been to shows. He gets yeah. pops. He does. But now, like, right, when he becomes, like, a star... Yeah, especially cool. when he becomes a guy who's just over regardless and then the next time he comes you know that they will emphasize from chicago illinois then boom then it's good for him he's good he's made but yeah how how fun i love mustafa ali yeah walter walter Walter. i'm I'm loving walter um i've i've walter is the guy i always heard about i always saw and said that looks like a cool wrestler i saw pictures of guys after getting chops with him I just assumed his matches against guys like Osprey were good. Never saw him. Never watched him wrestle. Exact never same. saw him on a wrestling show <laughs> until the lights went out and he interrupted Pete Dunne. And I am all fucking in yep. on this guy. Yeah, I'm right there with just, you. Everything exactly the same. Knew who he was. Honestly, though, didn't know what he looked like till he showed up on the takeover. But... Heard that he was good. I thought, okay, sure. I'm excited they signed him. Apparently, he's a pretty good wrestler, but I don't even care. Yeah. Put the put the look, the 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 essence, the atmosphere. I will say it, it's it's interesting watching him on NXT UK now, not like weekly TV. Maybe a little like tentative as like a WWE wrestler, but once he gets like super comfortable, I don't know. Like he seems like a very normal person, so maybe that kind of person doesn't skyrocket in WWE. 
But he's just a man. He's, he's the perfect character. He's big though. Is the yeah, thing. Right. He's big, and he and according to the legend, he can work. So that <laughs> right. and he's he's just he's a perfect. I mean, that sounds like a Vince guy. Speaking of a guy you always need on a roster, like that's the guy you just slot in anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah. it's just the perfect. Of course, like the the tender they're being, of course, very tender with him on NXT UK. Although I didn't love him taking offense from Mark Co- Coffee, but uh, he took a chin lock. Come on, come on. But um, right. Uh, basically, yeah. There's always there's always a, a, a spot for him. Yeah. There's a, a bigger guy. He's the I guy mean, you can just yeah put on TV and make your WWE champion. I mean, I, I can. And it won't be ridiculous. Couldn't you see him kind of serving almost like the Kane role? Like yeah, just kind bit. of slotting in here and there. You yeah. can throw him in a tag team. I guess right. Whatever. It always depends on right what this guy wants out of this. Because the the thing with him was always I don't want to move to the United States. Yeah. I want to stay home. I want to be a trainer. Of course, you know. Now that he's in it, who knows what happens. You never know. I mean, but, of course, it's a very... He has a contract where, apparently, it's pretty elastic. Like, he's on NXT UK. He might eat an out if he doesn't like it. Um, so, there's that. But also... But, but at the end of the day, I, 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 right, I love this kind of guy. I'm interested to watch it develop. What I was trying to get at in, a few minutes ago was it all depends on their care of him. Yeah. NXT UK is taking some care with him. There's the coffee thing, but there's also taking a, a care. thinner roster there. Yes. Mm-hmm. What happens when he goes up? What happens when he gets becomes a part of the show? That's going to be a guy. It's hard to screw up that uh, aura, but they definitely could. And that will suck. But what I, I'm loving it right now. Pete Dunn versus Walter is a big match. It's going to be a big match. It's a big match. Um, I don't know if I'm as optimistic about Walter on the like, uh, main roster stage, being kind of thrust into that. Uh, I do like him where he's at right now uh, in NXT UK. I think that's fun. It would kind of actually be interesting if that was just like the only attraction that you could really view him on. <laughs> like, no, nothing for NXT, you know. Uh, that would be a good way to establish the brand, really, especially since you got to figure Pete Dunne won't be there forever, right? Maybe right. I mean, Post Mania seems like a good time for for him. You never. The, well, oh, when's the next takeover? That's something we we might do another podcast. But we there is something to be said for right these top stars in NXT and NXT UK. There's the balance between wanting these to be viable brands and needing talent on the main roster. Guys like Gardano, Champa, Cole, Velveteen Dream, uh, Ricochet. Every guy in that halftime heat man, Black. It's I, they're obvious call ups. Or do they want to make NXT a viable third brand? Do they want to make NXT UK the only destination you can see Walter? I don't know. Maybe. The only destination you can see Pete Dunne. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them looking at NXT as make, being a viable brand, which would make sense uh, about why uh, they've kind of built things a, a largely around Gargano and, Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah. Because you've got to think that they're probably still on those first NXT contracts that are just like, oh, there's no guarantee of the main roster. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's right, kind of right. like, that's, ah, true. that's a good them. point. Right, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. You know, like, yeah. Well, let's Shit. get them down here until Rico- they're up for Ricochet reason. is at le- definitely going up in 2021, but you guys, I don't Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Ricochet, yeah, he'll, he'll end up on 205 soon enough, I would think. Uh, Adam Cole, they could probably throw on 205 if they wanted to also. Unfortunately, Adam Cole will probably be a prominent part of Monday Night Raw pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Walter. Even the Miz should have a tag team. That's the worst idea I ever heard. Okay. So women's division. Well, Mustafa Ali, Walter. Walter finally, sucks. one other thing I'm loving. One other thing I'm loving. Uh, I can expand on it. Uh, talking, talking, not non-American. Uh, Okada and Tanahashi are uh, at a couple tag matches recently, and I dug it. I dug yeah. it a lot. I know you. You know you haven't seen the matches, but you had no. some thoughts on. 
them team it up. I, I like the idea of a of a Japanese mega powers. That's yeah, fun yeah, be, exactly. That's really exactly. cool. Why not go for the tag titles and just have some huge tag team matches? You know, the, Kota Bushi and I don't right. fucking know. I've, all, but, I've always said, yeah, New, New Japan yeah. has always had do an issue fun. with their tag division where it's they do these weird three ways or they give it to like yeah. uh, Americans, but like the Americans aren't that good. Like there was that weird period where like the Briscoe brothers and War Machine were tagged. It was weird. So it's it has there's, so it never seems like there's any momentum behind anything. The, the gorillas of destiny, yeah. evil and Sonata have been good champs, and my favorite tag team title matches that they have is when they face other Japanese dudes because New Japan just doesn't have a super talented American roster right now. So yeah, you have these big mega matches versus Okada and Goto last year, and this year it was versus Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. Not a Japanese guy, but a main event guy. Yeah. So I, I dig the singles versus singles. I'm not convinced Okada and Tanahashi are going to go after the tag titles. No. But what they've not. done, it's this has basically just been a thing. We need to team up to take down Jay White's Bullet Club, which is a real shit Bullet Club. Ugh. But they had a match against Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. And I love when there's just two super talented, right, mega power dudes who are just like, yeah, they might be facing two scrubs, but the match is good anyway because they 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 look together. They did like a, a Hulk up spot together, and it's just like they're they're the guys. They're yeah. colorful. They're baby faces, and they're pals. And it's, I love watching it. It's really cool. It's a uh, it's fun, especially if they're going to go with different people uh, on top there. I'm not a Jay White fan. I don't watch New Japan regularly, but the little that I have seen, uh, I I don't really enjoy. I watched this past Wrestle Kingdom, but um, yeah. you know. There's nothing really exciting happening there for me, although that tag team would be really cool if they just kind of kept with it for a couple months. Fart around with it. I yeah, don't know. I, I like. I like the idea. I like the idea. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'd say them versus Evil and Sonata would be would be very fun. Sure, go ahead um, and do it. The only so, problem is it would then probably lead to another Okada and Tanahashi match. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, so, well, and that's the cool it, thing. They it had, always ends they, in Okada Tanahashi. True. <laughs> they had their great feud last year, and now it's like. All right, we got a common enemy. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but I hate to, I mean, I hate, <clears throat> keyword, to segue to not such love. But let's talk about some of the things we're hating in wrestling right now. And unfortunately, wrestling is a, a complicated beast of a fandom. There, there, there's plenty of love, and but it's also a cynical business uh, filled with uh, horrible people and uh, even uh, who make horrible decisions. And uh, it's also filled with very strange uh, fans, including us. And uh, let's talk about what we're hating about wrestling right now. And we try to ignore all that and just move on. Just, but <laughs> um, one thing I'm hating is uh, I think in December, uh, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, uh, what's his McMahon. face? Shane McMahon. Shane. Yeah, that's the other McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, went on TV and we're like, hey. Our TV's bad. It sucks. And it's boring. Sorry. And we're sorry, and we're going to make it better. It's for you. And we're going to introduce new faces it's and have fresh matchups. It was essentially a... Uh, promise. A surrender. Maybe not a promise, but a surrender. A... Uh, yeah, okay, it was a promise. What am I talking about? Why am I being uh, combative? It was the modern day Vince giving the good guys versus bad guys speech. It was... And... and, and, and not necessarily we didn't have to do a, a series finale of Raw right then and there, but... What was kind of predicated was there would be, uh, let's say, changes. And things would be a little more, um, I don't know, fun, maybe. And you know what? L- let me just start real quick before we get into they it. They kind of cast a wide net. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, they did. <laughs> and, and let me just start. They, they have made some subtle changes, okay? Yes, they, I'd like they, to talk about those. Okay, so would you like to talk about the, the changes they've actually made or the not changes they've made? I think they're the same, is <laughs> okay. the thing. 
There are some things that I do really like. They are playing with their format a little bit. A little uh, bit. Guys, guys like me and you who've watched the, every episode of Raw, yeah. it... Yeah, they, they're playing with the format. Some more cohesive backstage stuff, doing subtle stuff like interrupting Elias with a video package. Making the yeah, making the, the backstage feel a little more alive. A little we're more. Like, we're, Ugh, yeah, the bar is low. We're, we're but getting, yeah. Hey, but it's great. We're getting yep. it. Guys are in the background of each other's things, blah, blah, blah. It looks like actually a real backstage at a wrestling mm-hmm. show, you know, how it should. Uh, they're doing the thing. that They've done it a couple times, both SmackDown and Raw. Where a guy is leaving the ring and another guy's music yes, hits and he comes yes. out. They've it's done Sasha they, and Becky. They did that with. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. So and it kind of leads to some little cool things every now and then. Uh, so they are changing little things, they, but the things that they're changing mostly seem to be in production, which is I think one of the weird routes that they've gone. Yeah, where but it's at like the if same we time, move away from like the stories and go to the production, like that. That's. Yeah, I'd say it's like the that. format. The, the production has remained, like the, the, the I guess the, pre- right, the presentation, the look has remained pretty much the same. But right, they're messing with the, the, the sheet, the format. Yeah. They're making it a little more looser. Um, and they've also, I mean, Mustafa Ali got called up. That was like, but it's all these like small things. I guess backstage interviewers are being a little more aggressive. Yeah, I like um, that. And at the same time, it's it's the exact same show. <laughs> it is, like, and and that's and that's the big that's the big uh, issue. That's what we're here to discuss. Uh, uh, and we can say the the thing that sums it all up is that they went fresh faces and they brought up the six most love them all, but probably most uninteresting possible calls from NXT. Yeah, and they're still kind of like introduced like a soft introduction for them. I almost kind of feel like that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, and that exactly, they just were yeah. like, let's just commit to it. Let's get let's it make a thing. through. Let's um, one how nice, they did it. Maybe was tri- chosen one, differently. One nice but... change they gave up on Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I mean, <laughs> they, it, it's just they've cooled him off a lot. And and you know what? If they didn't have the Becky Lynch thing, I don't even know if the show would feel any different. <laughs> like at all. I don't know. It no, it wouldn't. They, they, it they wouldn't. stopped the automatic rematches. It's just see, that's the thing is like the things that they're fixing. Some of it is like, okay, yeah, I'm cool. It's cool. I'm glad yeah. that they did that. But at the same time, it's like, don't present that like this is right. the big thing that and, happened. Like, and hey, Ra- come on, you probably should have got rid of that like a long time ago. And raw, raw forever. I mean, the the big elephant. Is, it just needs the the problem with it is like, I mean, raw is this living, breathing creature, and it's essentially like going up to someone you know and you've known for a long time and going like, hey. You basically need to just, like, I know things aren't going well right now. You need to reboot. You need to change everything about yourself to be effective at what you are doing. And, yeah. like, something like Raw is incapable of that. Now, counterpoint, SmackDown's been pretty fun. I think SmackDown's, if anything, the big change of SmackDown is they started to use their roster a lot more. Yes. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Even for little promos. SmackDown was actually, I think, doing fine. Yeah, uh, and the, it, it was Smackdown doing fine. Listen to the advice. And, and honestly, honestly, they, they have kind of kept it like the the same more or less. They've just replaced the page with the McMahons and added yeah. more guys in the roster. Yeah. And, it, and it's weird the guys that they see. This is I made this argument to you a, a little while ago. It's weird because it looks to me like they are kind of trying to book towards us, like me and you. Like the almost the internet sort of crowd with the things they're doing, like where it was like, 
uh, I was, oh, they I don't resent, feature resent, Anderson and Gallows enough, and then all of a sudden they yeah. reboot, and it's like, here's Anderson and Gallows, guys. I resent you like, looping me in with the internet community. Well, no, I'm just saying, you get what I mean. Yeah. People uh, Mustafa who know Ali. more. Yeah, people like, who know more than the average. They pushed Mustafa Ali. Yeah, yeah. They threw Ray and Andrade out there for half See, that, an hour. That's that's cool, and that's all different, but I don't get the sense that they're changes that are going to last. I feel like it's going to be like, oh, placate for a little bit, and then... Well, I mean, speaking of changes that need to happen and placate, I mean... The, the whole thing going on right now, the wrestling business is an interesting flux. Um, we've t- alluded to a little bit the XFL, AAF. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, just getting to, like, certain guys rumored to be or confirmed to be leaving the company. Some may or may not have asked for the release. Yeah. Some are maybe trying to get fired by getting fighting with cops. <laughs> uh, some are just professionally giving their notice and saying, I am leaving in April. And some and of them are this... trying to give their notice and are getting denied. Crazy times. Um... <laughs> The, it's I I don't like it because I don't know I, I like the, the 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 chaos but I don't like that I don't know I, I don't like the the grand idea that essentially these guys and I agree with the grand idea but I hate that's happening these guys are leaving because they they have they reached see the a better pinna- opportunity they see a better opportunity they have reached the pinnacle of like maybe the business of the career and it wasn't. WWE couldn't utilize any of these guys well, and that sucks. Like, some of these... Like, I'm not saying Mike Kanellis was a no-brainer, but, like, the fact that they just... The Revival just drudged along doing nothing for two years. Um, yeah, they got injured, but the fact that they were so de-emphasized after yeah. such a hot NXT run. The fact that Dean Ambrose, they just farted on his heel turn. Yeah, that was weird. And I don't know what happened there. Very bizarre. I, um, I don't know. And the fact that they just... They can't... Maybe these guys, maybe there's some backstage stuff that we just don't know about. But you hear, like, rumors maybe the Usos may be looking to go out. And you just think back. A lot of these guys have been placed in great situations, but they've also wasted so much time with them. They're not advancing. They're not... No one's talking about them. They're just a cog. And I hate that that's a thing. And I hate that we have to speculate on who's uh, leaving. Well, the, the interesting thing to me, too, uh, is this. There are more wrestlers than ever that are on the roster that grew up as, well, Uh, in general, and that grew up as big fans, you know, watching the product and everything like that. There are going to be guys who will want to leave, like the Revival, other guys who will want to leave just for the freedom of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of promised to them in AEW, you know, uh, more more of a freedom and the independence as well. Uh, Although there there are some guys guys there. There Counterpoint, too, but... there are some guys who enjoy the um, strict, like... Sure. Uh, yeah, like... like You're telling me guys... Joe doesn't prefer working a strip style? I hear about... Right, and I hear about, like, guys like Rusev, Luke... Uh, There's just chatter in front of line, but, like, Rusev, Luke Gallows, Kurt Hawkins. Guys who just love being WWE wrestlers. Yeah. And, yeah, we don't... Right, Luke Gallows doesn't need to be Intercontinental Champion. No. He just loves being... A, but then there are some guys who, right, maybe aren't doing anything interesting or hate the corporate structure or uh, hate management. The I Chad mean, Gables of the world. May, maybe, maybe. Or maybe she loves it. I don't know. But, oh. like, right, th- this is a company that is no longer seems to be run. Like, Vince McMahon is a scary, benevolent master. Um, Triple H is this guy who is creating the structure where everyone's kind of beholden to him. But I get the sense Triple H isn't this master that he portrays himself to be, this this kind boss. Same with Stephanie. Um, it's definitely a... a Clearly a better thing, but what I'm trying to get at is this is a company not run by the McMahon family anymore. It's run by George Berrios. It's run by the corporate structure, the weird corporate structure yeah. that gives guys like Michael Hayes power as a VP 
in a weird like corporate environment and none yeah. of it seems to make sense yeah um so i could just see it being a very frustrating place to be even though you're doing the coolest shit in the world well, I, I think another thing that plays into it and this also holds water as far as why a aew can exist right now is that there are more wrestlers right now that are deserving of that sort of push and attention uh than ever and there's only yeah. so many slots to fit right, at the top of right. the card and they fill them and there are, and there are guys and there are guys who deserve time to be spent on them who don't get it I personally am a guy who thinks that Mojo Raleigh could still be like a big deal. I really do. Mm. I think he's got the charisma and the likability sort of thing going for him. But there isn't going to be time for it. I know that they've done this little weird mirror thing mm. the past few weeks on Which Raw. I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed <laughs> it too, and I hope it goes somewhere. But I'm not confident that they're going to sit there and devote a lot of time to him because there are other options that but, are better, even though time, he deserves like a, a shot. And but and you also have to reflect, though, on how they have an ungodly amount of TV to fill. Not even talking... Yeah. Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. SmackDown seems tight, but three hours of Raw. But also, and they like, still don't feature enough people. There's that, there's that, and also, like, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying Mojo's going to 205 Live, but they've, they've built three separate brands. Like, yeah. there's all this space to go around, and they're not using it well. And, I mean, you th- like, just talking about how there's so many guys in the roster, so many deserving guys, plenty of guys, they're obviously... There, as a business, yes, you want all the best talent under your roof. Yeah. But there's so many spots for these guys, and what happens eventually, not so much that they're not used, is they just stagnate as wrestlers. Yeah. And they actually don't get better because they're not. They're just doing this formula match again and again and again. And some guys are going to continue to try to get better, and that's that's their professional acumen. Yeah. But some guys just are gonna just stagnate, and that sucks to watch. And so there are certain guys like yeah, the Usos. I mean, I still am convinced they're the best tag team in the world, but how many times can you have that great Usos match yeah. it, it, against the New Day? You know, there's not much to go around, so hey, try somewhere else. Keep your brand going. You, you know what I'm really curious about uh, is I've never really heard a wrestler uh, in a podcast or anything like that, any sort of interview, be asked, so what are the benefits, what are, what are the pros and cons of wrestling the WWE style versus wrestling yeah. a more free, right. independent style? Right. I kind of want to hear what like a worker has to say. Like I'd love to hear somebody like Jericho or whatever, yeah. like what, what is the benefit of that versus, you know, I would and, and guess... I know what some obvious ones would be, like it's easier on the body maybe, but I'm curious. That I personally think, and there's some, it's a uh, cast thing. It's a level thing. Mm. Top guys are going to love the style. Yeah. But the bottom guys, you can't break out with the style. So if you're already given a place where you can, where people are going to care about you and you're doing the style, probably the best fucking style in the world to work. Yeah. And it's also, it's just, just a style corporately that can't, I know it's boring and it's homogenous, but it's, you don't, you so rarely see a WWE match that tanks live. Which is incredible, I think. That is true. That no that one like true. really like think even, about it. yeah. Think I about know. It. That's, like, when's the last time Titus really... versus Mojo is kind of a crap, but like people are gonna dig it because they yeah. follow a formula. Now, of course, right? It's hard for guys to break out if they're not in that formula. Some people work better in that versus not. I think what frustrates guys more is they want to do more interesting angles. I think the wrestling is the wrestling, and right, I, right. I'd love to hear about that, but I, th- I, I, I'd have, I, I think. That's going to be the general response. That top guys go, you know, yeah, it'd be fun. You know, it, it works. It, and it's easier on the body. Yeah. And that's how it is. Bottom guys would go, yeah, it's it works, but I hate getting only five minutes. Yeah. Um, but I think, right, the the big thing is the creative freedom of a character, a promo, an angle. That's how you make your legend. Yeah. 
Well, plus uh, it's very clear that the WWE style is something that very heavily emphasizes uh, uh, making sure that you're like always taunting in some way. Like yeah. you're always like yeah. playing to the crowd well, in yeah. some manner. It's, just, it's, a, it's very, it's very, that's what's frustrating about it. It's very sanitized. There's that, but I miss where wrestlers were always like, they were wrestling like their character. They were, even their movements, how they yeah. back up. That was a character. William now, Regal. Right, right. Oh yeah, very deliberate. That's yeah. why I love watching Daniel Bryan now. He's still very deliberate. Yeah. Whereas most guys are kind of running through spots. Even there, you know, like, even, I love him, Kofi. But Kofi, right, he does, the, he's a great WWE wrestler. Nobody has a style, really. Like, yeah. the, the way it's they rare, present it's right. themselves. Right, it's rare to see. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all those come together. I just, I don't like that we're at a place where people are leaving. I, I'm proud of the guys that are stepping up and saying, I don't need this. Yeah. But it sucks. I, w- I want to see the Revival main event and good Southern tag team matches in the WWE. Yeah. Because that's the biggest thing. More power to them if they go. They might all stay, for all we know, too. I don't know. I'm, I don't cu- know. I'm curious to, to see their whole thing with the Revival. I really am. I'm very curious of yeah. what WWE's treatment of good, them is good, moving forward. Good start on Monday. Great start on Monday. Talk about taking a crowd that was kind of like, eh, know, about this impressed, and just getting into so it. Much. It did. It, and they gave them a half-hour tag team match, yeah. and they got the crowd into it, like yeah. real into it by then. I, I, I was so proud. That was I great. love matches where, um, yeah, like even I, I was watching. Of course, you know, two and a half hours in a row. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. Here's, yeah. here's the cold segment. And for like the first like five minutes, I was like, okay, yeah. Doing my... I know. And then I was uh, like, when's this match? Isn't there a main event? Right. And I was like, oh, wait. And then I just, you get hooked. That's, yeah. oh, that's a great thing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. If, if, and who knows? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure Scott Dawson and Dan, I'm sure they want to wrestle the Young Bucks. Yeah. But at the same time, you give guys like that, that opportunity, repeat, you know, let them do their thing and kill it. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, it's all yeah. it's all interesting. Um, you know what I also hate though. Speaking about everyone leaving, um, uh, so obviously we've mentioned it several times, but all elite wrestling is happening. Um, new promotion. Um, I saw some chat online about D- Dave Meltzer, and we'll get into that guy saying it's the number two promotion in the world. Yeah, I saw already. That. I agree. Woo! I uh, maybe not New Japan, maybe, but they they're selling out shows. That's the ball mark. If they can sell out. 17,000 tickets right away, and they have that talent under contract, and they have that money into yeah. it. Yeah, it is. They're number two. It is. Yeah. Still, regardless. Oh, my God, everyone's an idiot about this. I say, I say until the TV deal is confirmed, I have to put them at three, but I will put them sure, at two sure. once that gets confirmed. Uh, th- this is, we're <laughs> at, I mean, it's a cool place to be. We're at Hogan leaving the WWF in 93. Um, territory of a business changing thing and a potentially viable competitor with a lot of smart people behind it. Money. And a lot of money. And it's very, it's that whole thing as far as like wrestling long game that this is existing, that's cool. But the problem is we have Twitter now. <laughs> well, what's kind of cool uh, about AEW though for, for a second is that it does seem to me there's been multiple references from a couple guys like Cody and Tony Khan about WCW. How it seems like they they yeah. almost kind of want to take over that like yeah. where that niche was and like take that over but not do all the dumb stuff that they did at the end <laughs> you know yeah so that that's Which an is... interesting like I'd love WCW to come back if I AEW com- is the spiritual successor to WCW oh I would be so thrilled it'd be amazing I completely welcome this all happening I I love it I, I'm I'm I, I I'm I'm suspect of like young bucks week to week ain't like in stories working yeah but that's just we'll see that what was any speculation about that is kind of silly yeah i i this is so cool that this is happening 
All In. I watched All In. Liked it, but wasn't 100% my thing. But what I've always said about this is this is not wrestling um, maybe that the situation is what I want it to be. But what they present maybe isn't wrestling that I want wrestling to be like. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it is what wrestling is. It is what... What the, AEW is going to... Yeah, what what being the elite, what the Young Bucks being over, all these people in Bullet Club shirts, something's happening. You can't deny that. So you have to... So from my perspective, you know, now I'm the grumpy man watching, you know, in like some, you know, 30-year-old long-time, you know, NWA fan watching ECW. Yeah, right. Up, that's kind of that's right? fun. Like, it's all happening right now, yeah. which is so cool. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'll comment on it as I see it. I'll say what I like, what I don't, but... Regardless, um, it's it's cool to see happening. Just long game, right? Um, my my question with AEW: What are they going to do to draw in casual fans? What are they right. doing to draw in those people? You're going to have the smarks, you know. Fine, we know about it. We'll probably watch it right from the jump. Yeah. But on on TV, but like, keep in mind that though, gets you what a one rating. It's on. It, the rumor is a Turner Network. Yeah. Which is. A place that people have a lot of access to. Sure. And oh, it's huge. It's, yeah. It's hu- it, yeah. That's a huge deal. And if, if it is TBS. Or so that's big. Like that. But right. I, I guess my thing is that it's all right now speculation. What is going to scare me about and like, right? It, it's all right. There's all what it right. What's it going to be? How are they going to? And I, I think there is nothing about this Tony Khan fella. And nothing about Cody Rhodes and nothing about the Bucks that makes me think they haven't thought about all this and they're yes. not thinking about all this. That that so I agree cool. with. That so I, that's and, cool. And I like hearing them say, you know, we're going to present things in a new and fresh way. I'm yeah. curious what that means mm-hmm. as far as a pro wrestling show it's goes. It's desperately needed. But, and there hasn't forever. I mean, wrestling promoters have been a pretty homogenous group for years and years. And I know Cody is Dusty Rhodes' son, but we have never really seen anything like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody... And this billionaire's son as leaders of this group. It'll be interesting. And, and never has there been an organization that began by signing the hottest free agent in, in yes. wrestling with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Right? It's going to be so funny so. when this all falls apart and like Matt and Nick Jackson hate each other in like three years. Anyway, so, okay, but what I generally am concerned about is. I guess generally what this means for wrestling. We talk about this is what wrestling is. Yeah. But I, basically, what I hate, what we we're including AEW in the hate thing, not because I hate AEW. I uh, This is so cool that this is happening. I should have put that up in love. It's fun. But what worries me is the conversation right now because this conversation is an extension of a conversation about wrestling on the internet. And the internet isn't everything, but it's a lot of things with New Japan. It's, it's weird. We're it, kind of what drives things. This knee jerk reaction to make this or new japan out to be the greatest thing there is in wrestling oh like it's just there we wrestling fans can't talk about things normally here's the thing and it's annoying is there another fan base maybe maybe star wars is a good example that at one time encapsulates 
eternal optimism and <laughs> eternal cynicism. Right. Is there oh, a fan man. base? Oh, you just got me. Oh. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, right. That, that's right. that's the wrestling right. fan base, and that's why you see such extreme reactions to things because we're all so excited, yeah. but we're also like, but it's gonna suck. Totally, and it it's, gets grating. It gets grating after a while, especially when something huge happens like we're, this. We're seeing everybody at one time react to this crazy thing. You know what? Even the co- even when I say the conversation, it's not that doesn't necessarily represent everything at all i'm sure there's i'm sure there's people that are just sitting back being like well this will be interesting yeah but so you know right but of course the conversation let, let's bring in our, our our special uh guest uh topic not guest but topic <laughs> uh dave Meltzer. yeah who like this is getting weird his credibility has completely taken this is a get, shit for me and and why i bring him up and why we talk about him why we want to talk about him is because he for has been driving wrestling opinion conversation for 20 30 years and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i think personally it's kind of a bad thing because he has pushed for the more high impact style that has um, i'm not going to blame him for no, all no, this no. but the fact that this like of like uh, five star matches and you need to bust you know you need to go crazy and this is the best wrestling if guys are like breaking their necks to to have a good match here, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Give me a Dave Meltzer take. Dave Meltzer, the word journalist should not be applied to Dave Meltzer. No, he's an and analyst. The reason that I, yes, he is an analyst, and the reason that I say that is because his personal biases come right. through in everything that he reviews and right. everything that he writes about wrestling. Right, he's, in the way that he uh, talks about news... Like the they're in you know and the the popular podcasts like the the something to wrestle in eighty three weeks where they talk about old yeah, observers yeah. and stuff like that it'll it'll be things like WCW is looking to sign Ultimate Warrior that'll work out and right, it's like right, very smart whoa right, whoa right, whoa right. Dave this, Meltzer has, that is not a journalist he has That's, reinvented himself <laughs> into in the last like maybe twenty years into a guru of wrestling yeah um and a tastemaker of wrestling etc. And, and right, and a serious you know journalist, and he he does he does do great work. He does do great uh, obituaries, biographies. He, he's a respected MMA journalist. Oh yeah, okay, he is. So, I mean. but right, it, it's when he goes, quote unquote, all in on this 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 snarky attitude. Him on everything. Twitter, right? It's, it's awful. very strange. It's awful. And what what worries me is he can just be an old man yelling to a cloud, but you, I see too much of just. I don't want the conversation around this new cool wrestling promotion to be, this is the coolest thing, and then some people being like, it's, no, it's not. It's not the coolest thing. It's cool. And then and that's, that's all we're talking about. I want us to all just enjoy this shit together and see when, what happens. When you feel like the reporter of record should probably recuse himself from talking right. about something. It's bizarre. It's like, oh my we're, god. The... the Part owners or whatever of the company have a move called the Meltzer Drive. Like, yeah, 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 come yeah. on. Like, well, and also, like, it's all so. It's just he, he's driving me nuts because, like, he, I don't know. It's it's an Oscar campaign. He does Oscar campaigns for Kenny Omega as the best wrestler <laughs> apparently ever. Because yeah. according to Dave Meltzer, Kenny Omega has had more, <clears throat> has had better matches. Has had more. Has had twenty matches in the last like two or three years. That are better than any match that has ever been wrestled by Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Terry Funk, Mitsuhara Masawa, Toshiaki Kawada, Kenta Kobashi. It, it, it's not. It's not real. That it's, was. And I know it's 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 on one hand it's wrestling. It's silly to get mad about it, but it's also this drives kind of like opinion, and he's just brainwashing a bunch of little kids yeah. into thinking that like a knee to the face is good wrestling. Yeah. And 
No, good wrestling is just goofy bullshit. Yeah. And sometimes guys do near falls. Yeah. It, it, it's And Dave really has a hard time embracing the bigger picture of things as well. Uh, breaking down into the minutia of things is kind of his thing. I think he might be a little bit autistic. Autistic. As Asperger. Like something. Yeah. Yeah. And what we always have to remember with Dave Meltzer, and I'll say it bluntly. Yeah. Like, yeah, the guy I'm pretty sure has some kind of Asperger's going around, which is hilarious that... Um, the like yeah the number one like wrestling driver the journalist of record <laughs> is like this yeah. and will like argue with like Russian bots on Twitter. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I mean they need to take that it, away from. It's him. very and and of course you know guys like the Bucks or Cody aren't going to say anything because it, it helps them. He's uh, uh, built up their credibility. He helped usher in New Japan being built up as this like great thing. But just what frustrates me is I like reacting to wrestling. As, as it all is. Yeah. I don't like the, the pitting against each other. That's annoying. But also what I, like, despise is, like, just that there are these... Like, I, I watch these elite matches and these code... Like, you know, and these, you know, young buck matches. Yeah. And, yeah, they're good, but... All of them a are lot of them, stars. Or a lot of them take 20 <laughs> minutes to get going, and then they have a really hot finish. Hey, and that's great. Dave's got an ego. I love it. I just don't get why... I don't, like... I, I don't get... People just watching these, I, I joke about it, but it's true. I feel like they're on their phone for the first 30 minutes, and then it's like, oh, shit, Dragon Suplex! Yeah. And then it's like, we're in. I don't, I don't know. Wrestling used to, good wrestling used to be a lot, have a lot more meat than yeah. what is being called, like, better than that wrestling. I agree. Today. I agree. And, I, and I think that it's totally fair to say that he's, like, compromised in some way and, and, uh, when, and when it comes to, particularly the Young Bucks. And it's, uh, does it matter? And I think... Uh, yeah, it does. Because it, it does because he is the journalist of record, whether we like it or not. And this it, is how he acts and reports well, on things. Well, it, there, there needs to be somebody else who comes in with. But he's built up all these sources what's and so everything. Stupid about him though is that the the biggest thing about him is he can say all this stuff and have his opinions, but he speaks as if he is the matter of record, and so he, <laughs> he will knows, go. Yeah, right, and he so he will go. There are there you know he will make a blanket statement. There is nobody on the WWE roster better than Kenny Omega right now. Maybe AJ Styles, but that's it. And it's like, you're not... I don't know. There's When you're saying that, maybe he thinks of it as just saying his opinion, but he is saying it with a matter-of-factness that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there, there's no and, there's no baseball writer who's going to be like, oh, absolutely the right. best player. They're like, No, they're one of the best players or something like, like that. But it, Meltzer... He's a, if he's a pundit, he's a douchey pundit. Yeah. And he is a pundit. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And it's it's weird. Somebody and, else needs to come along. I wonder also, if he has a protege. A guy like... Ryan Alvarez. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and even a guy like... I mean, don't even get... But, like, a guy like I that... I hate Brian ...is Alvarez. so annoying. The, the, the... Is this a baby face with a heel? It's so detached from... The, 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 I, Meltzer and Alvarez, like, ranting and raving... It's so detached from, like, reality. I've hated Brian Alvarez ever since <laughs> I read The Death of WCW. Oh, he wrote that, right? It was yeah, him and somebody. Or, yeah. <clears throat> not because what was in there wasn't, wasn't all true or not because... Of, but the presentation of it is so incredibly snarky and sarcastic yeah. and treats the entire thing as if WCW was just one huge joke. Yeah. And it drove that into the head of a lot of people... You see on the internet today, the younger kids particularly, like, oh, that's something as stupid as WCW would have done without even 
recognizing like the run that they had that was legit. And it's but it's point, just it's just unbelievable to me that somebody could like call themselves any sort of journalist or author well, it's, I mean, and accept it's the praise when what they're doing is just being like a little shit. Doctor Joshua, like, it's literally <clears throat> the parallel to like right wing media. Yeah. Uh, about yeah, they they present themselves as right a journalist, but they're clearly like a pundit and yeah. um. Yeah, like, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, I, I read some tweet, like, they were bitching about Kevin Owens throwing a gutter ball in that promo on Raw because it made him look stupid. And it's like, at some point, you're not expressing an opinion, you're expressing a statement that is that perpetuates your role as a media player. Yes. And when you get to that point, that's so annoying. Well, and, and that's because, like... It, it, you have to justify your existence by bitching. He is so undefined, like, yeah. as far as what, what he... You're right, he's closer to an analyst than anything, but... He's an analyst. Like, you see a guy like, um, I don't know if you know, a guy like Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Uh Smith uh or somebody like that who just goes out there and they give hot takes and they give their opinions on things. But those guys aren't also reporting on attendance figures. Right, yeah, they're <laughs> and not like presenting stuff. themselves. And, like, reviewing yeah. a game. Or he is he is three things at once. He's a critic, he's an analyst, and he's, and like, like and he's like the diction, like the, or the encyclopedia of pro wrestling. It's like, this isn't on its face, like, the worst thing in the world, but it's just, I mean, that's why I, it comes to what I hate, because it's just, it's annoying. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I'm worried that a year or two from now, we are going to be embroiled in some kind of, like, new wrestling war, but it's going to be the most annoying wrestling war ever! <laughs> and, you, and you know... It's just going to be, but people be this match is better than this match! God. And, and you know what's also so infuriating uh, when it comes to, to Meltzer is whenever... <laughs> Whenever anybody else gets a report wrong, it's like, oh, they're just wrong, just wrong. You gotta always rely on Dave. It's like, it's oh, so that's why nobody sorry. else can break in because it's like, oh, and, if but, you're not right all the time, it, it, right, and that's you're worthless. That's, that's media. That's media. That's yeah. all media today. But yeah. like, there are definitely Meltzer like doesn't really have scoops as much anymore. No, there, there's a lot of younger journalists coming up. I can't remember um, the last time he had a scoop. There's a lot of younger guys coming up who actually kind of seem to have like legit, not like. See, Dave Meltzer's sources are just workers. It's yeah. Ric Flair. It's just, you know, like... When's the last time he made a new source? Yeah, no, yeah. and you can... There's people have talked, like, you can track, like, he loses his dirt when, like, Ric Flair's not there. Like, it, it's <laughs> it's very obvious who his, like, main sources are. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all... I mean, Jimmy Jacobs, I think, was kind of a known oh, like, yeah, source yeah. for a few people once he left. That knowledge went away. So, it's all... That's all... Whatever. That's all kind of how the world works. What I'm just trying to say it's is... It's also in Vince McMahon's best interest to make sure that he's incorrect as often as possible. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, and of course, like, the, 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 the malice against him, too, I guess. Like, the people, oh, the dirt sheets. Like, that's annoying, too. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is, um, and Dave Meltzer is, is the scapegoat within it. He drives a lot of it. But the AEW conversation, the, the WWE versus AEW, yeah. or we need an alternative. It doesn't or, even exist. This is five-star, six-star wrestling. It's all, it's really annoying, I don't. It's gonna be. It, the, it's inevitable. I guess it existed in the '80s too. But that, that it is super annoying. But it is good to see that in reality, they're saying all the right things about it. Like, hey, we're not trying to compete with WWE. Yeah, that's we're just true. Trying right. to be yes. our own thing. Co- co- and I'm sure they 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 love when Meltzer says this bullshit. Yeah. But right, they play it very. Yeah. Except like, the young well, bucks. Did, did you see? <laughs> it was either yesterday. Yeah, or, we're the best. It, it was right. It was either yesterday or today. 
uh, I saw somebody tweeted at, at Cody Rhodes, hey, you're going to be in MSG in April? And yeah. his response was, no, that's WWE's weekend. Yeah. And it was like, okay, yeah. or that weekend belongs to yeah. WWE or something. It's like, oh, okay, so you're not even going like the ROH route. Like, you guys are just Although, like, there is some weird let's stuff give them this, you know. That show sold out predicated on Cody. I know. Lux being there. And like Omega <laughs> yeah. and all that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's all, I hope it's not as annoying as it seems to be. Um, we're going to do one more quick thing that I hate. What do you hate, And, and I just want to say it real quick. Dumb, dumb. Jay White winning the IWGP heavyweight title. Not ready. Um, appreciate the idea. Um, does not appear as an equal to where he needs to be. Um, just, no. It's, it, 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 he had a bad return against Tanahashi. He kind of kind of found like a role for himself throughout 2018. Uh, had an, a, a good match with Okada, but like... a Ended up being an okay Okada match. Dead. And now he's the champ beating Tanahashi. And it's stupid um, because I, I like fresh new things, but Jay White, 26 years old. So he's going to be good. But it's Maybe. way too early. Anyway, I don't like that. I have nothing to say. I'm going to go climb the cage real quick because I've got to get two pieces of paper <laughs> from our ring girl. Because next segment is Random Wrestler. Random Wrestler. What's her name again? Dum Dum. Uh, she is mute and deaf. Yeah. But she picks out the wrestlers. It's Bianca Bentley. Bianca Bentley. She's our girl. Bianca. Bianca. Do not reveal the process by which she gets the wrestlers. So basically, folks, every week or every couple months, uh, we're handed a name, completely random, of no a wrestler. Idea. Within some reason, you sure. know... I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go into, you know, five minutes about Antonio Rocca. Yeah, we don't want to talk about Prince Nama. <laughs> no, yes we can. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know enough about Stokely Hathaway. No. I know he's kind of funny. Sure. Um, so yeah, within reason, we're, we, we pick from a, a nice generator that we found online, and we're going to get our first name right now. Um, we've done no pre-conversation about this. No idea. So this is Stream of Consciousness, basic thoughts about these random Absolutely. Wrestlers. So first up, Bianca. She can't hear, remember. You have to poke her. Oh, she's coming. She, you happened to catch her eye. She didn't hear you, though. So. Here we go. Hand it to him. Don't, hand it to him! Sorry, go ahead. You know what? <sighs> Sorry, I'm back. After climbing that cage, yeah. I, um, why didn't I just go through the door? That's a good question. Yeah, what, well, we should probably just go through the door. Yeah, we, we climb the cage every time yeah. we go into it. Yeah. I mean, there's an official standing right there, right? The to unlock first the random wrestler of two. We do two. Raven. Ooh. Wow. Good. Good one. Raven effect. Good one. Man. Lengthy Raven. career. Lot, lots, lot of stuff. Um, first thought about Raven, I, I will say, everyone always talks about the Monday Night Wars, you know, the NWO, DX, uh, yeah, Sting, DDP. Raven was Raven. a very crucial figure. Yes, People he was. forget he was how influential that guy, how popular that guy yep. was at that time frame. Um, there, I, I still vividly remember some um, uh, Joanna Pearson's brother uh, <laughs> in middle school. Um, he literally had a leather jacket, uh, jeans, a plaid shirt wrapped around oh his, his, his waist, long hair, and he's sitting back. And what's he wearing? A Raven shirt. <laughs> Um, I want to be that guy's brother. Right? That's amazing. Raven was a guy. Um, God, that, that's my initial reaction to him. I don't think he gets enough credit for how freaking big he was for a little while. And how, how cool of a character he was. He was. Uh, he had his uh, two ECW runs. Yes. Uh, where he was really good, kind of cut his teeth in the first one. Yeah. Well, came 
before ECW. Yeah, the, Scotty the, Flamingo. WWF, and WWF, Johnny Polo. He's definitely a, a taken manager. A, he's taken a weird kind of, you yes. know, um, he was an announcer for a spell in mm-hmm. WWF, right? Uh, but then he breaks out in, in ECW as Raven, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. Uh, does a few cool things there. His stuff with Tommy Dreamer. Super cool character. I, yeah. We always think, like, wrestling moves so fast these yeah. days. There's so much happening. But I, I can still vividly remember, I mean, 97, so, or, yeah, I believe it was 97, I was 10 years old, and I'm watching Monday Night Raw Live, when they did that ECW little invasion thing, yeah. and when Raven comes in, it was just a quick thing, he just showed up, put his arms, you know, to his side, and I was just like, who is that guy? That, like, that that's like big, like, not many guys are part of moments like that. Right, right. Um, that's a, yeah. I, yeah. Raven always uh, well a for cool character for a large part cool of his uh, of yeah. his career he had a really cool aura about him. Yeah, uh, I loved him in WCW. That's where I got to know Raven. Yeah. 97, 98 WCW with Raven. He was excellent in nineteen ninety eight. Raven's ninety eight might be his yeah, best he, as a wrestler. He's got the Benoit matches, right? He, yeah, the, the Benoit matches, the DDP matches, so, a, honestly, a really good Goldberg match in there, a fantastic match with Perry Saturn in there. Stuff with Canyon that was good. I mean, he had a really great. And year. I'll say that I, I I dug the drop toll hold spear the oh spear, into the, uh, the chair, chair spot. Raven's I dug rules the DDT, matches. They the were all music. no disqualification. Here's the thing: I wasn't following WWE week to week back then. I, I had allegiance to the WWF, but I knew I still knew Raven very well from afar, and he was like one of my favorite guys. You know, you're yeah. young, and it's like that's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, but yeah. like, you can't. I'm, it's not like I watch all his matches. He was one of my favorite guys, and like when I did get the chance to see him on TV or catch him, it was always so cool. Yeah. Like he just he yeah, had a exactly. flock. And I mean, yeah, the flock. It, it was really genius uh, character that like at the same time you think about like wrestling, like still kind of behind the times because like grunge was like 92, 93, 94. Yeah. But at the same time, but it also contributed to the character in a lot. Yes, of ways. exactly. Especially heel raven, and still kind of felt on the pulse. Uh, sitting in the corner, yeah. quote the Raven, nevermore. What about me? What about Raven? Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the rich kid that rich is kid. a poet, like very deep, shockingly yeah. deep for a wrestling game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was, like he was said, great, great wrestler, good promos, uh, great presence. And then um, we, we jump. he went back to ECW, yeah. had his thing, and then finally well, just, got over to WWE. I just want to say, like, one, like, with him too, it's very, he had a very cool, I, he almost had a, 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 a um, career kind of, mirrored Roddy Piper's a little bit. Uh, and, I, and, and it's something I, like, Interesting. that's a high thing of respect. Started in Portland, I believe, which is where Piper started. Mm-hmm. Kind of came into the WF as a manager. Yeah. Like, and, and it was just kind of expected to be a manager, but was, like, really good at what he did. And obviously, like, it doesn't quite mirror Piper where, okay, then he went to the ECW yeah, yeah. and found his character. Mm-hmm. But... <clears throat> excuse, <coughs> excuse me. It's a good podcast. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, edit that one out. A small, like, he, um, yeah, basically just a guy, a smaller guy that was kind of probably seen by Vince McMahon as, ah, he could be a funny manager, commentator. Yeah. Who then became, um, through the help of probably steroids and many drugs, um, an effective main event player, um, obviously at the Tommy Dreamer feud, etc. You're right. So, so yeah, I mean, ECW, he had the big WCW run, the ECW return, which was, you know, just a tail end type of thing. Uh, I... Again, though, you think about like like seriously, another vivid memory of the East of TNN where you look long game. That was kind of the dying days of it. But when Tommy Dreamer took on the Dudley Boys for the tag team title, 
Uh, far be it for me to compliment anything Tommy Dreamer's involved uh-huh. in. But Raven returned and helped his old rival Dreamer. Yeah. DDT'd him, won the tag titles. Another just vivid, awesome moment. I, uh, I think an underrated Raven moment is his WWF uh, debut. With uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, and Taz there yeah, on Forgiven yeah, 2000, yeah. I think right. he I mean, shows he up and it's WWF like, oh, right. that's that's really awesome, that's cool. And then you know they kind of and then uh, yeah, did. like he he had his the hardcore he, he title to- run. He totally had Vince doesn't get it written all over. Yes, him. exactly, all totally. over. Yep, him. and, and then, he still managed to sneak things through. Which he did. Is cool. He did, and it's funny uh, uh, on Eric Bischoff's show. Uh, he said he's like, yeah, you know, I, I might have pushed Raven more, but he was a miserable prick. <laughs> and right, and, and you know what? Here's the, right. Here's always the thing with him. Right. Apparently, well, speculative, but I'm, you know, kind of maybe a genius, but also like there's like jokes about him. Like his big advice is always get a ring jacket. And um, I think he did some like things for I want to say RF video or something <laughs> where he like offered guys advice, and it was like terrible advice. <laughs> but at the same time, right, like. A talker, uh, clearly a wrestling mark, but also his own worst enemy. Drugs, yeah, uh, yeah. Always, you know, attitude. Uh, yeah. Can can can, uh, can I get you to acknowledge that TNA exists for a moment? No, please. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. Sure. I just... Work with me. Yeah. No. Uh, I, no. I'm I'm working with you uh, for the pot. It just. In, I I'll listen to what you're saying. A really cool. Just, we all, we shut, all say shut, shut, shut fake, the fuck up. fake things shut the fuck up. from time to time. Uh, a really cool Raven moment that's worth checking out. Uh, because people forget that the probably the first WWE defection that people were like, yeah, he can do better elsewhere, would be when Raven left to go to TNA. And his debut on NWA TNA was actually really hot and really cool. Uh, and then I think they just never gave him uh, the title. But that's a, that's I think the first part. WWE uh, fa- uh, defection would be would like that would, he can go elsewhere would be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ever hear him? So, okay, wow. whatever, yeah, I guess you said something. You mean when he went to TNA in 2010? Um, so, Raven, um, yeah, you know what, one thing about Raven, um, early uh, supporter and early one of the first big uh, pushes for uh, CM Punk came in a feud with Raven in um, early Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing that really put Punk on the map. So, good for Raven as one kind of final thing yeah. before he delved into, uh, I don't know what he did now for the next 10 years. Now looks really scary podcasting and uh doing his thing but yeah he's okay uh yeah right i mean literally i love it the perfect 90s wrestler right like basically i mean yeah he was around early 2000s a little bit but essentially the prime the 90s and he's the perfect like yeah yeah big part of wcw a guy that maybe it benefits his legacy to have never reached the uh the pinnacle Yeah, it just because of the character and everything. It's yeah, it's, it's one of those. It just it. Of course, the character would always be miserable. Never got to the main event. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, right. <laughs> it wasn't. Perfect. He wasn't going to be wrestling the Undertaker. No. Um. But uh, that would have been interesting. That would have been fun. Probably would have worked. Like in 1999, 98. You know? Right there. That would have been but, fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the story with Raven, very talented wrestler. Um. Yeah. Very, just very good, and doesn't get enough credit for being as big a part of WWE as he is. One of the big guys during that period that was like a, a, an internet favorite. I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Give me. Give me a star rating. One to for five. Raven? One to five. Uh. I'm gonna go. Uh. I'm gonna go based off of the peak and not the career as a whole, and go four. Yeah. I, I go four too. Yeah. Right. Didn't have that thing that put him over, but like, God, there should be more guys like Raven. Yeah. Great promo. Great character. Like. 
Ah, uh, yeah. The the flock was a brilliant idea yes. that they really didn't do enough with. Yeah, and, but it was great. Yeah, it like, made sense to have a bunch of guys brainwashed by Raven doing like that was just an excellent, you know. Yeah. And when guys turn, I was like, they've broken the spell of. WWE is not as successful without like yeah, you have all of it: Goldberg, yeah. Cruiserweights, NWO, Wolf, all that. But like Raven's flock thing there yeah. was. A it was big thing. It was a great little wrinkle, just always hit, on the outside. And they'd have them sit at ringside for like the really, whole show. It, it, it also it hit a demographic. It did. Like it really. It did. That Joanna Pearson's brother. Hey, there's a lot of reasons WCW drew in a lot of people for a while. So Bianca gave me two slips of paper. Yeah. So I haven't looked at this other one. Yeah. What's the other? I don't want. I don't want to climb the page twice. No, no, no. And I don't want her to have to. You know, have to get her attention again. Right. With a stick. That's difficult. Uh number or second uh, of two random wrestlers. Let's go. X-Pac. Wow. Talk about another, A, perfect 90s wrestler, B, Raven-esque in that always solid but never over the top. Yo, you're dealing with the X-Factor. Hey. The King of Rock, what? I don't know if that was right. Uh, Anyway, I don't remember. Good wrestler. Um, You're right, never got over that hump. Sean Waltman's been through some shit, but basically from day one uh, all the way until until now, he's still like a good wrestler. Yeah. Um, one of, like just super talented, great WWF wrestler. I think obviously hung around a pretty interesting crowd that kind of yeah. kept him in a spot. But I mean, yeah, the most consistent like Global Wrestling Federation, the famous match with Jerry Lynn, one two three kid, epic moment with Razor Ramon. Great matches, great babyface tag team with like Marty Jannetty, about Sparkle and Polly. Good uh, run in WCW. Gets in WCW, great part of the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. division, underrated part of the Cruiserweight oh, division. Yeah. Um, 97 was like his year. WWF mm-hmm. obviously returned. Xbox's the guy that kicked off the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Let's just, when he showed up, that was one of the biggest things in wrestling. That was, I don't know if it um, kicked off. <laughs> I, honestly, that was the big... They had been going on for like No, I know, but like... Yeah, okay, yeah. No, okay, I'm sorry. Didn't kick off the war. Yeah, I think you mean that kicked, kicked off, off WWF yes, taking the, yes, the lead. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. I would think that Austin winning the night that before the and X-Pac coming in uh, that was the right nail. at the we beginning. Cool promotion. Yeah, that, that was the first like Raw after Mania sort of thing. Like that, that was that was a pretty big the deal. Perfect to borrow a uh, uh, old school guy, uh, Buddy Roberts, the Freebirds, the third Freebird. The perfect, yeah. the perfect like, right? Ne- never gonna be like your world champ. Never gonna be like top guy. Never gonna be even renowned for like, oh, he's the ring worker. Yeah. But every match is good. Yeah. Always good. Uh, had a few drug issues uh, that prevented from that. But right, he goes. To, to DX becomes a focal point of that rides that forever. X Pac and Kane, a surprisingly X-Pac, great yep, tag team yep, that worked well. Yep, um, totally. Uh, yeah, got X-Pac, Kane over when he. I mean, he uh, got Jericho. <laughs> he yeah, helped Jericho. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Perfect I mean, WF wrestler. Vince McMahon obviously trusted him. Yeah. Uh, then he goes. Uh, the, then there's the, the X Pac Heat thing, which I yeah, that's a, that's that a was strange such an internet thing. thing. That was it such was, an internet it thing. It was, and it was weird that we like turned on a guy who wasn't. He was a good wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he like well, it's not to guy. say he wasn't lighting things up. He wore those weird long tights. Yeah. X Factor didn't work. Cruiserweight run. I like X Factor personally. Oh, good for you. It was a, uh, it was like three dudes. It was like ah, we got nothing else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears> so right. let's do it. It was that thing. Um, um, I love this. But basically, yeah, through, through the whole through the whole arc of this guy, he's always just been a good part of something. Yeah. And then obviously, then mm-hmm. once he leaves WWF, he goes through some stuff. Yeah. And now he's kind of where he is, kind of like. Affiliated with WWF, but not really. Yeah, they don't um, want to get too close yet. He's kind like, of like just, been inactive for yeah. a good. I mean, he's still wrestling on Independence. They they did a, did a thing elsewhere. 
The um, thing with him is we're just kind of waiting for the Hall of Fame thing. Like, cause yeah, you know yeah, they'll put yeah. him in. It's well, like, let's just do it. He's also like, a guy that you're kind of always waiting for, like, a trainer thing or, like, to become more of a role. But then I think Vince McMahon just doesn't like his voice. It scares him. Yeah, I, I think the that smoky he... smoky voice. Yeah, I think that he just always sounds like he's, like, fucked up, but he's not. For... Like, for, for, for 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 a guy with with the click, Triple H really cl- keeps everybody but Shawn Michaels at, at a distance. Yeah, you, you, he does. You think he would have, uh, but of course, yeah. I, I think I remember listening on podcasts. He he had talked to Triple H about it. It's like just stay clean. To, and I think he has. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just proving yourself. Oh yeah. Right. But, it was kind of uh, like Scott Hall. Like it yeah. was, you know. Which who knows what's going on with Scott Hall? Yeah, I, I never know. I'm always scared point. when I go too long without hearing any news about <laughs> right, Scott Hall. Yeah. So Jake Roberts it's too. Like, yeah. Still. It's like damn. Are, is like are they just keeping it quiet? Like yeah, he he keeps fucking. Right. Up. It's really bad. But, <laughs> like X Pac, a good uh, yeah. I guess you could say ten years, maybe fifteen years of greatness. And let's. I mean, one of the biggest most. Pivotal moments of my wrestling fandom was one, two, three, kid beating Razor Ramon. Yeah, that I mean, that was just like literally five year old like click wrestling. I'm gonna love this forever. Like yeah. that's some stuff. That yeah. was an angle, and he was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a, it's one of the biggest moments in, in Raw history, because back then when a guy like him beat a mid carter, it was a yeah, massive right, right, deal. Right, yeah. And, and I mean, a wrestling like Goo. I mean, I love listening to his opinions on wrestling. Yeah, has very realistic opinions. I, but uh, I'm kind of I'm with Vince. Uh, the voice annoys me. I yeah, can't. <laughs> right, right. He it's sound, scary. It's scary. He sounds but, stupid, but he's not stupid. I know you remember I this. Just, like uh, my favorite, one of the Raw reunion shows when uh, when Damian Sandow was doing the the dress up gimmick, and he came just as X Pac, <laughs> and the crowd wasn't quite sure which was which. Or like, yes. basically, I think he popped on screen. First, yeah, maybe, and the crowd was like, "Is that X Pac?" Yeah, right. And then X Pac came in, and they're like, oh. "Oh, yeah." Um, but yeah, I mean, personal issues aside, there's the whole that whole era with China. Yeah, I mean, drugs suck, but yeah, I I love I love modern day X Pac, but X Pac with his dog with his little Chihuahua that he carries around. Um, yeah. But, I, I like how positive X-Pac is these yeah, days. Yes. How he's just kind of like, Yo, I just love wrestling, yeah, man. Right, right, right. I yep, want yep, everybody yep. to do well. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's uh, There was that weird... Um, uh, 2004, when uh, New Japan was kind of dipping their toe and getting into the U.S., they started the L.A. Dojo, yeah. which is where uh, like Dan- Daniel Bryan, uh, Samoa Joe, Rocky Romero, some of those guys start like didn't start but got more training. Yeah, and there's uh, this handheld match. I wonder if it's still out there. Of they did a, a juniors tournament, and the first round was Brian Danielson wrestling Sean uh, Sean Waltman, who for a little bit was wrestling in a karate gi, and it's just oh. the most interesting thing. Like and he was just doing like mat work and like judo oh. spots and crap. Interesting. Um, so he tried to reinvent himself, and then just yeah. was like, ah. And that, yeah, Bronco Buster's over. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, X-Pac has been a part of a million great things. Yeah. Um, He's been in the middle of a bunch of big stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's just... NWO and DX. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. Yeah. Just, just, like, the, just, yeah, the very good. I mean, I, I'm almost, I know he he's had issues and like, but I, I'm almost, like, he's one of those guys where I'm almost like, I'd consider this five star, like, per, like he's... Really? You're I, considering well, five I mean, stars? Okay, I'm just saying, like, as far as influence in the business, longevity, reinvention, um, parts of some epic wrestling moments. Like, this guy beat Razor Ramon in a pivotal moment, joins the NWO early on. He's the, the next guy to join after the big three. He's the sixth guy. That's why he's oh, called Oh, thank six. you. Okay. Oh, well, there's mm-hmm. DB, what? DBS? DBS and the Giant. Okay. <clears throat> so they weren't real members. But, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah. So okay. So yes, early early NWO becomes a part of that. Becomes a part of DX when that becomes the hottest thing. Um, and then Petter's out, but like Jesus, what yeah. a decade. Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. It's, I won't give it's, true. Four five. And then you know, Bentley. Bentley, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Oh, hold on. Here's a th- no, you can you can keep okay, playing. Okay. Yeah. Keep. Bentley, okay. Here's a thought. <clears throat> What's Bentley doing? What are you freaking out about? Bentley got so excited. He got so excited. About X-Pac. Yeah. What are your thoughts on X-Pac, man? Huh? You didn't like it when he started wearing those long tights and the, the <laughs> like, the, when, when he when he took away the DX gear and he started wearing that, that black and blue gear during his Cruiserweight title run. That was weird, right? Yeah. When he wrestled, like, Kidman and stuff. His light heavyweight. T- oh, when. Yeah, oh, the light <laughs> heavy. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, he, the light he got, heavyweights. He, he somehow ended up with a lot of focus being put on him. During the invasion, because he was the only light heavyweight that WWF yes, had. That, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's him and Tajiri. That was, a very that was run. it. Um, did he do anything of consequence in uh, in Nashville? No. Okay. No. He had he had it's matches with AJ Styles, but he was fucked up. He was so fu- it didn't yeah, really that's, matter. I, I and I do, but, but he, he had, he, he had a lot of matches there that on paper you're like, oh, cool, they face each other. It was like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Here's a testament, man. X Pac owns up to that though. He yeah. literally, I mean, he was on Awesome Podcast. He was like, I, I, I told AJ, I was so sorry. I mean, that was just yeah. a down moment. So yeah. respect to him. X. Yeah, he's just been a part of so much like good stuff. He's always and not even in ring. He's just an entertaining character. Yeah, like what a wrestling character. Yeah, four and a half stars. Three and a half. Okay, call four. To, I have to knock off some for uh, X Pac Heat. Whether it's his fault or not, it happened. So, we come to this moment at about two hours into the show yeah. of, you know, whether are you going to escape the door or go over the top of the cage? Yeah. And uh, basically what I'm trying to say is we're going home, and here, here, this is the part of the show where we, one more thing. You give me one thing, I give you one thing. We talk about thing that's on our mind, a funny story, a match we just saw, something we're digging, something we left out, no holds barred, the finish, this is the big strike exchange and the near falls and the, and the trying to climb over the cage. What, what's, give me something. What, what, what's been on your mind in, in, in wrestling and life? I want to talk about national emergencies. Yeah. What constitutes one? Um, I, I think it's too... Uh, it, it's, it's a little vague, the wording. Um, but I, I think, right, I think it's purposely vague. Um, but essentially, I think a, uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the old pornography defense. Um, mm. I know it when I see it. Um, so, like, say there were to be, like, a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, and Congress didn't have time to, you know, act that, that's uh, to, a national to allocate emergency. money. That's probably yeah. a national emergency. Yeah. So. Or like if uh, if our Earth was crumbling before us, yes. causing changes that could not only kill us but, but completely change the migration patterns of of human beings forever. We would not have uh, time to get through the Earth Reconstruction Act of twenty fifty six. So, so we should we so, should declare so, a national emergency yes. for that. Yes. Okay. Just curious. That's yes. just been on my mind. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. Is that, I mean, was that your thing? That's you just, my thing. You had a question about national emergencies. Yeah, I just wanted to know. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that I'm clear. I, I think, and I'm not, I'm not a legal expert. I, I mean, it's, But it sounded, sounded yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, what's on my mind? I, 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 um, there's a lot of WWE programming right now. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, and, and, and a lot of it kind of runs together. I'm a little, I've been missing out on, um, kind of going back uh, I, I'm doing this project on Happy Wrestling Land throughout where, against my better judgment, going through a WWF TV that's available on the network week by week through the 80s. And it's super fun to see. I yeah. mean, you get you get plenty of stinkers. 
I mean, full disclosure, there are some squash matches. I'm 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 fast forwarding through those chin locks. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But um, I, I I'm going through it, and I I've I want to say I, I I miss it because I've taken a little break um doing that. Um, and that's kind of a note for the, the fans of the show sure. that, that, you know, that will continue to come. I'm at about June of 86. Ooh. Um, so, Hot time. you know, Hey, Hey, macho man on the way up. Hot times. Um, <laughs> Ste- steam, steamboat and savage. Bentley's excited. Steamboat and savage are a few are about to start feuding, etc. Steamboat and, uh, Jake Roberts. Oh, are feuding. Jake Roberts just came in. Huge. Um, but I miss it, uh, because I actually have been, uh, binge watching, uh, relatively quickly, a show called house of cards. Oh, and um, I'm on season two. Me too. Hey, I'm on season two, episode two. Oh, I'm on uh, season two, episode one. Wow, no, two. Ha! That's, that's funny. That's kind of incredible. That is weird. Um, good show. Yeah. Uh, uh a little um, you know, as kind of a, a political junkie, like um, very like, you know, obviously it's it's exaggerated, but I'm like, God, some of this like some of this is so stupid. Like yeah. like obviously like Frank Underwood like. Everybody trusts Frank Underwood, but they shouldn't if yeah. you're like actually thinking as a person. Right. Um, but uh, very good show. I'm starting to wonder, uh, Kevin Spacey's very good in it. What has he been up to? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I miss uh, him acting. I do too. He's a good actor. No, yeah, he is good. He's a little, um, blazing on a little thick, I guess. I don't I don't buy the... Uh, I don't think I the, thought that a couple months ago. Hey, hey. Uh, the, I don't buy the hey Freddy like give, give me a half a rack. Hey Freddy, it's so like oh, okay. Here's the you know your your black slave. I, honestly, I, ribs. I I don't know if I thought that a few months ago. I I probably was like oh no it's great it actually makes sense with the and now that like uh, turns out that you know, oh yeah everything it's like, right. it's like oh, watching yeah. it through that he wasn't that good right. like, no right. he is he is but uh yeah f- f- fun show um I guess I mean it's it just kinda... sucks that he's so old because he's not gonna get a chance to have a comeback. <laughs> Jeez right right. Am we, I wrong? We love a comeback. We do. We love a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. In wrestling. Uh, that's true. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say I, I miss going through the 80s wrestling, but I'm excited to get back on track. And I've been watching uh, House of Cards. Yeah. Um, good show. I've always just wanted to get through it. Um, sometimes I kind of skip through some of the episodes because who's got time these who's days? Who's got the time? Who's got time? Who's got the time? Binge watching? How about binge fast forwarding Thank through you. another Zoe Barnes and Frank Underwood sex scene? Sure. I watched all of them. So, this has been Small Talk in a Steel Cage. It's our second episode, and I'm excited for the third, where we'll, we'll catch back off after the Elimination Chamber and, yes. and see how the road to uh, Troll Mania is, uh, is, is, is working out. Because it's all about trolling the fans now. Let's do it. It's not about telling stories. Nope. Uh, thank you for joining. Um, final words. Happy Wrestling Land. Always trucking. WWTV Week in the Review. Hidden Gems. Monthly. Uh, tracking the matches that are actually, actually worth watching uh you can see um that list uh link pinned at the top of our twitter account at 1053 ridge sure uh any final thoughts dr joshua the doctor is out the doctor is out thank you for joining and uh i'm gonna get out of the steel cage <laughs>